Hello, beautiful people. It is Tuesday, April 19th, 2022, and this sports show shall begin right now. Yeah. Can't thank you enough for joining us here at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. I'd like to take this time to make a formal announcement after I made a formal announcement on Twitter last night. I'm officially up to something. Oh, hell yeah. I'm up to something. Listen, we're up to something. I'm up to something. And anytime I'm up to something, it normally means we're pretty deep in the middle of conversations about something happening that'll change this show forever. Hell yeah. This one's pretty exciting. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. This one's a pretty big deal. This yeah. one's uh, pretty awesome. The last time we did this, obviously the FanDuel deal. Before that, it was the WWE. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a lot of things that could potentially be happening. There's a lot of guesses last night on Twitter. I'm excited for that. I'm eager to hear what the people think. And I'm not sure when this announcement will come. You know, and I think for the last I'm up to something with FanDuel, you know, that thing was like a three-month stretch. Yeah, 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 it was. Because there was a lot that went into that. Mm -hmm. There was a lot that was happening. There was a lot of conversations. There was a lot of negotiations that were taking place. When I thought we were done, we were nowhere near done. (laughs) So that was a little bit of, you know, amateur hour from me as the person that handles the business directly. This time, though, going to be much quicker than that, but we don't know when it's going to happen. But I am, I am... I'm pretty proud of this one. Hey, we are up to something. I'm excited and thankful that you're here today. We got great guests coming. Host of The Pivot, Channing Crowder will join us. Six-year NFL vet. He's hysterical. He's hilarious. Can't wait to chat with him about his life, the show The Pivot, and everything he's got cooking. And also, the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, will join us in an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, Yeah, just days ahead of his ass beating a Dillian White this upcoming on Saturday on pay-per-view at Wembley Stadium in front of like 96,000 people. Jesus. Sold out. How you doing keep it moving that place is going to be electrifying is it tyson's last fight is he going to continue to fight there's been mixed reports all i know is 32 times that dude has stepped into the ring and he ain't never lost Mm -hmm. 31 wins with one draw an absolute badass of a human six foot nine deep thinker every time we talk to him it's electrifying we're very thankful that his team said hey we want to talk about we want you to talk with tyson fight week we're doing it before i think anybody else thursday's the big media day we're thankful we're excited can't wait to chat with old Tyson Fury. Now, yeah. let's talk a little bit of USFL football with a man who watched his team, the yeah. Pittsburgh Maulers, last night. Mm-hmm. One half of the hammer, Dad Cowboys. Tone Diggs, that league's dead. Ooh. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to be that guy, okay? I like spring football. I love more football. Mm-hmm. I like the thought of guys getting an opportunity to put out good film and maybe make it into the NFL because that is an issue. If you're not coming directly from college, there's really no feeder system. I guess there's always been the CFL, which is fantastic, but how many players actually go each year. I think it's in the single digits. Then you go back to the XFL. A couple guys made it. There's always... Uh, you know, a benefit to more football happening and more film being had for players to potentially make their dream come true of making it into the NFL. There was no fans in the stands last night down there in Birmingham. And I don't know if that's what it's going to be like for the rest of the season because they're all playing in one city. And I could see how the first couple games probably awesome. And then people in Birmingham go like, oh, we've already done that song and dance. Yeah, all good. But hopefully they'll continue to show up. This game was delayed because of a, a weather delay. But it being dead silent, not even having fake fan noise like we had in the middle of the COVID thing and being able to hear everything and the continuing issues with the quarterback play and the quality of play is going to be a problem. Now, follow up. We have 
learned, though, that quarterbacks might stink in the USFL because they're pl- they're throwing like a, a weighted ball. Yeah, yeah. They're just five ounces heavier, I guess, than a normal football. There's a chip inside of it as well, so the bladder is probably proportioned a little bit differently. It might be an awkward ball to throw. It is definitely an awkward ball to punt and kick yeah. from what, what my sources are telling mm. me from within the USFL. So not only is the league set up in an interesting fashion. Not only are they only in Birmingham, not only do they have an incredible hard knock series that is following them around that is maybe better than the entire league itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the storyline behind the scenes about the chicken salad and the pizza thing. Unbelievable. Maybe the best thing to ever come out. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, that might be the best thing that comes out of the USFL. No offense to USFL. Love Todd Haley. Love how he's coaching right. down there. Jeff Fisher looks so cool yeah, when he was man. doing an interview. He had boots on and yep. jeans. He looks fucking sweet. But the ball stinks, apparently. Right. The atmosphere is probably going to continue to stink as you go on week a week to week. I don't know if anybody from Pittsburgh is driving down to Birmingham to watch that team, but I don't know about this league, Doug. I, I do not know about this league, and we all had high hopes for it. It doesn't feel like that's going to be the case at all, Doug. No, and, you know, I was watching last night, and you know, Maulers had their turnover uh, hammer, which was which was pretty cool. That's sweet. Uh, but I also didn't know that we were playing the – the greatest player in USFL history last night in Jordan Tehomu. Yeah. So I that know. that was going to be tough to start with, but no, even even with Tehomu, um I think what was the final score? 17 to 3 or something around that. Mm-hmm. Like Real quick was- though. When I heard Jordan Tehomu was playing, when I saw him and they said he went 5 for 5 walking yeah. right down the field, I'm like, we actually said yesterday the reason why the XFL was even surviving because Jordan, Jordan Dale Dale. they put on primetime TV exactly. with PJ. They're going to have to do that a lot because it seems as if there might be the only team that can really play football well. Yeah, and, and even with him, it was still it was still tough to watch. And, and if like we said yesterday, if the quarterbacks – I like your idea. I, I think like – if you're if you're coaching or if you're playing high school football and you don't have a, like a lot of these high school football teams they don't have a quarterback that can throw you put the athlete back there you put the best, best athlete, athlete back on it there team. let him make that's what the USF I feel like needs to happen if they don't have Jordan Tamu on our team well Jordan Tamu too also probably the best athlete correct on the team. yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean that's a win win there he can move but the football is getting a little thin and I thought USFL might carry us a few weeks we'll get to the playoffs we'll come back in the playoffs that's right yeah it, it, sure. we're not going to talk July. about it a lot just because yeah. I feel bad that it is a good opportunity for a lot of guys, but just they're gonna have to figure some things out. They're yeah. gonna have to figure some things. Maybe just all behind the scenes. So have the behind yeah. the scenes be in the prime time, yeah, and then have the games like be tough to find. Reality Ooh. TV show. That's, yes, that's yeah. USFL is a reality TV show. Be just like they already did. Oh my god, because they show us high, they can show us highlights from practice. Yes. Yeah, we get football in on it. Maybe that's what they are. They should yeah. start doing that. Not an act. We're not an actual league. No. Listen, don't try to watch our games. Games are secondary. Games <laughs> are actually just on in the middle of the day in Birmingham yep. during the week because there's nothing going on. You're going to want to hear about the chicken salad. You're going to want to hear about the pizza. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're going to want to hear about the hotel amenities. That yeah, is what. Life. Did we just cure the USFL? Start start letting whoever was making those documentaries, the behind the scenes stuff. Have them get the primetime game slots. They did a good job. <laughs> yeah. 8 then, p.m. on Fox. Oh, my God. We just fixed it. Man, good for us. Nice. Did good you for hear, USFL, too. Did you hear the team that the Maulers were playing had the chicken salad check on defense last night? Did they really? Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Love that. Who was the coach of the team? Do we know? It was probably some hilarious human being. Uh, it was coach uh, who was coaching the team opposite of the Maulers. Okay, thanks. Oh, Tom. That's <laughs> good coach. Yep, thanks, Tom, for looking into Home that. Coach. Seems like you really paid attention. Uh, toxic table at Ty Schmidt at Boston Connor. Uh, we don't we don't need to spend more time on the USFL. We hope it succeeds. Yeah, yeah hope it so. won't. Now, granted, the Rock's going to come in and probably oh yeah, yeah right on its throat. Yep. Yeah. If you 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're done for. Uh, for sure. No, well, it's not good for the people that are working there, though. No, so no, we have no, to no definitely, definitely not. not. And we don't like any of that. But quick follow-up, good news. So I think we were ahead of the game yesterday. I think we reported it whenever there was only a 1,000 retweets on the tweet okay. at the time. But mass mandates have been completely lifted from everything. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, how about they're us? Gone. We were early. How about us? We were early on in the game. Oh, yeah. A lot of people only heard us break the news. Now, follow-up. I got a lot of people telling me they're not watching our show anymore. What? what? I think today there's a chance we have zero people watching because there's a lot of comments in my Instagram when I posted it. A lot of comments on Twitter on. that we are a bunch of fucking doofuses and we want people to die. So with that follow-up, does Uber want people to die? What? Does Lyft want people what? to die? What? Does American want people what? to die? What? Does Alaska Airlines want what? people to die? What? Does, um, does, does Delta? Uh, Delta, Delta want people to die? Does Frontier want people to die? Does Southwest what? want people to die? What? How about Spirit? Ryanair? Does Spirit what? Legion. Every single thing those people post, those companies post, are people following up telling them that they want people to die? How come that is the automatic go-to? Whenever we report like, hey, it has been voided that you don't have to wear a mask, that, depending upon which stats you look at, will save your life or not. Yeah. Right. How come we... How come... How come we're getting held to a higher standard than all these other people? What is going on? Are we killing people directly because we talked about this yesterday? I don't believe so. I am. A That's not what I was told. Better Garage 2715. Yeah, yeah. he's very active. Yeah, he not happy. Yeah. Not Obviously. happy. I am pretty surprised that people are still this dug in on this. Me too. I did not know this came out of nowhere. This is the first time we talked about COVID in a long time. Yeah. I think honestly, this is the first time we've been in a COVID conversation. I had no clue that there's still people that were very pissed off at me for relaying a message from the AP through breaking 911's Twitter account that the mask thing's bunch can't happen anymore. It's been voided. There's people still pissed like, oh, 500 people a day are still dying. You want to be one of those five? What if that was your family member? I'm like, well, fuck. How many people a day are dying from other stuff? Can we yeah. talk, are we talking about every single number of people dying? Or are we going to start talking about more about people people living? Living. Mm -hmm. And surviving. Hell yeah. And getting through stuff. Because that's a much more positive outcome, I think, yeah. than the super negative one. Why are people coming after me like I'm a fucking terrible person still? I'm tired of being told that I'm killing people. It happened a lot with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how many people we killed, but I was told I was a lot. Yeah. Okay? And I am very sorry about that. In this particular time, there are still people that are very pissed about the thought of not not having to deal with COVID every single day of their lives. Why is that, Connor? I, I have no idea. I mean, I really thought we were are all Are they better the people side. than us? Or what? Absolutely well, not, because not to go no, back to the Look, the beginning of the ribbons. pandemic, one of the prophets of the COVID vaccine was Merrill Hodge. And what did he say? Yeah. What is the Jesus denominator? <laughs> okay? When That's there's 500 people dying here, too. What's the denominator? All right? I thought we would be celebrating. Another year on this earth. It was your birthday yesterday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Jeez, and that now you're still bringing out the same old 26-year-old Connors bits and gimmicks. Oh, and <laughs> they'll grow never up, die. Dude. Grow up, dude. Neither will grow Hodge, up. because Hodge gets it, okay? Oh, my God. It, 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 500, <laughs> you know, sure, that's a lot, but when you put that number above 8 billion... <laughs> That's not, not that big of a number, okay? All right. Uh, so sorry. I don't know how you guys were able to fall asleep last night. All the blood on my hands was just so messed up. I couldn't get comfortable in my bed. Oh, this guy. Why don't you mute yourself? Then? Well, for the first time in a long time, I slept without a mask on in my own bed. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I actually slept pretty well. Somebody, I assume somebody that commented to me about how terrible of a human I was 
because, you know, we could get back to hopefully people getting over the fear every single day of mm -hmm. maybe going outside and dying, which is good for everybody. I think it just lifts up everybody's mood. And also, by the way, being able to see somebody smile is like a fucking huge deal. I mean, it is like seeing people's, ah, I don't know. Like, I think it's a big step that everybody should be happy about. And that was not the case. No. That was not the case at all. Not everybody, but I felt like there was a lot of people happy. Oh, there was a lot of backing, too. I don't want to focus on A lot of cheering this. on airplanes. There was a lot of singing on airplanes. Yeah. There was a trash bucket going exactly. down at airplane aisles while people were flying. Hey, you know how whenever you walked on here, we said that thing got to be above fucking nose, got to be below, below the fucking chin. jaw, okay? And make sure that thing's tight on you. Remember, we were checking yours, maybe even woke you up in the middle of your flight. Hey, you got to lift that thing above your big-ass beak that you got there. Uh-oh. Okay, which happened to me, yep. by the way. Mm. Now we'd like to let you know that everything we said no longer matters. Right. You take that thing off your face and you throw it away. Hey. Throw <laughs> it away. <laughs> Actually singing. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It feels like the world came together, but there's still going to be people that are pissed off. We don't let them know. It's okay that you're mad. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You're feeling the way you're feeling. It'll get better. We just hope someday you join us back in life knowing that you could die. And like you might not be healthy forever in every single thing. You might get allergies like I got this year mm -hmm. and it became a nightmare. You might get a cold. I got a flu a couple of times that had me, hey, listen to this. It's going to sound bad. It's going to be like I was on Poncha Karma. We're talking about out of the attic and the base. Yeah, sure. Had to battle through it. Got through it the other side. And maybe, just maybe, uh, you'll be happier knowing that some bad shit might happen to you, but mm -hmm. you're going to survive and exist. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Yeah. That's life. Well, and like we're you back, said, this ain't bubble. We're, we're back. back. We're back. Like we're you, back. Like you said, when that guy was walking down that aisle of the plane and singing that jingle and saying, <laughs> throw your mask in the bag, <laughs> throw your mask in the bag, I figured everyone would be like, oh, okay, if the airline, you know, if the folks working on the airplanes are okay with it, then we should all be okay. Man, but it. you got to remember the people on the airplanes aren't as smart as they are because the people uh, on Twitter, they watch somebody that's much smarter than all of us. Uh, say their ideas. There's a lot of people not happy about the, the federal judge voiding this. And my, my big question is, we didn't know who the federal judge was. No. no. Okay. Learned a lot about the federal judge, by the way, after Good we made our announcement. Thank you, lady. Well, well yeah. Yeah. there's a lot, a lot of people, not, a lot of people not happy. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Supreme Justice Catherine. Okay, well, that's the thing. I don't think she is. I'm not 100% sure. What? I, don't, I, I don't know what's going on. But I didn't know anything about her. I've learned a lot of things about her. Number one judge in my power rankings. Well, see, okay. there's a lot of yeah, people saying people. that. <laughs> a lot of people saying that. And then there's a lot of people <laughs> saying the opposite. Yeah, a lot of people taking umbrage with that <laughs> as well. <laughs> there's going to be people that are going to be upset that you said that from what I'm learning. You can, rank, you can take my power rankings how you, how you want, but I am fair and honest. Yeah, okay. So he's directly on how it affects his life directly, and <laughs> right. that could change literally tomorrow with <laughs> yeah. a new judge ruling that could potentially sway him into going that way, which is how a lot of people are, but there's a lot of people not. Could this have happened a long time ago? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I how come, how I come this just popped up out of nowhere? Huh. And the federal judge said, yeah, actually, CDC, you're not allowed to actually mandate people to do stuff. I'm going to overrule that. I'm going to avoid it. Boom. How long ago could that have happened? Good that's why this lady's like a pioneer. I think she's flying up the rankings. Yeah. I don't know if she's the top. I mean, Danzu's digs. He's had power rankings for his judges for what? Danzu's probably not happy. He's getting dragged. Yeah, in. definitely no, not. No, no. <laughs> Dan, is the power rankings god. I'm just saying. Yeah, for the NFL, I don't think she's he wants like to the Franz Ferdinand of. 
Judges. Sure. I, or Magellan. I met Magellan. I do think he also That's has right. a decorated past that people aren't too happy about, but she she is. If she's the one when we look back on this that said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to come out today and I'm say- I'm going to swing the gap. I'm done with it. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, everyone just follows suit. Everybody's yeah. like, yeah, hey, you know what? You're right. You know what? Hey, I'm going to swing my gavel too. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're done with it. We don't like it either. United. Boom. Southwest. Boom. Boom. Delta. Boom. Boom. American. Boom. Boom. Frontier. Boom. Boom. Southwest. Boom. Boom. Alaskan. Boom. Boom. Ryanair, boom. Boom. all of them, bang, 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 bang. Russell Wilson, our three team. She said it, not us. Yeah. And then the government was like, yeah, TSA, actually, we don't need to check it either. It's like, holy shit, how long ago could this have happened? And uh, why are people so pissed off? Eh, who knows? We'll never figure it out. No, hope everybody fun. survives. Hope everybody right. survives. Yep. For the rest of their lives, hope nobody's ever sick Agreed. again. Mm-hmm. Hope nobody gets a sniffles. Hope nobody gets coughed. Not saying that's what that is. I'm just saying as a whole, I hope nobody ever gets sick again. I hope you live forever. Hope all your dreams come true. Hope you make a billion dollars. And I hope you're a very nice person to everybody around you at all times. Yes. But for us, it's very noble the earth. That's what I hope happens. Yeah. yeah. Now, with that being said, that shit ain't going to happen. Okay? <laughs> that shit ain't going to happen. Not all of it. Some of it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Some of it isn't going to happen. And the things that don't happen, they're great. A little bit of adversity. You battle through. You get tougher on the other side. You learn from it. You move on. Just like the last two years have been. But let's fucking move on. Yeah, yeah. And let's remember the little things. Like when you're hopping on a plane and you're flying somewhere or you're traveling somewhere and you can see somebody's face. And whenever they say, get the fuck out of my face, you can see the whole thing as yeah, opposed to just yeah. the mask and it being muffled. That's right. You know, like this is a big deal. This is a big step. Let's take the little things and uh, not make them such an afterthought these days. You know, that's why I think the big thing about COVID was you started appreciating the little things and the finer things. That's why we need to appreciate the USFL because there was one time mm. where there was zero sports on anywhere. You're right. And we would be... We'd be begging for this USFL reality show thing. You're right. Well, like you said, dude, we need to continue the reality show aspect and maybe make the football secondary. What if they did focus on the reality show? That's smart. It's already been a hit. So yeah. sweet. Incredible it's first thing anyone episode. talks about. It's the first episode, pizza or chicken salad. You ask 90% of the people that have heard about the USFL and it happening, what do you remember about it? That guy got fired because he wanted pizza over chicken salad. Well, now apparently he's <laughs> saying the team's lying. Well, the team came out and said that yeah. he apologized. He called back our coach and said yep. he was sorry, by the way. And he quote tweeted that and was like, oh, now they lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe it's his exact yeah, quote. Exactly. But, Boom. Episode two. Boom. Reality show. Debbie <laughs> on Smith. Yeah. What happened with the chicken salad or the pizza? While that's being focused on, let's go to another practice with the Pittsburgh Maulers, who lost 17-3 to to Jordan Tayamu. And it's, we got to figure out how to fucking stop quarterback. <laughs> and then you do a couple practice sessions, a couple mm-hmm. highlights, a couple lowlights, maybe a scrap or two. Yep. While that's getting figured out, let's go over to the Birmingham Bears. Boom, go over to the Birmingham Bears. Yep. And they got a birthday party. Oh, in the like, hotel. In, in the, the hotel. Yeah. They're having a good time. That's right. And at one point, the leader of the team gets up there and says, this is what we need to do in the next seven games. Show some highlights, show some lowlights. <laughs> Boom. Cheers. While that camaraderie is being built, let's see what's happening with the Alaskan Frontiers. That's right. Mm-hmm. Go to the Alaskan Frontiers. Guess what they're doing? They're fishing because they're fucking having an off day. <laughs> this is the show. Like yeah. This like is it. USFL. They should definitely still play games. Sure. Definitely right. still play right. games. Mic up everybody so they have access to all the yes. conversations. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you can to. use it during these episodes. Boom. Right. Just so we can put these in the fucking episode. Like, like the football game should be at like 7 a.m. on Tuesday. Boom. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. Have it streaming maybe on Twitch or something. Right. On YouTube. Have it streaming somewhere. But the primetime thing should be, hey, look at 
Look at what's popping off with this league. Let's even get into the finances because we're all interested in these spring league finances because yeah. they, they seem to, and we don't want to – listen, past outcomes do not predict future things. Sure. That's right. Correct. There's some saying in there. Yeah. yeah. All of the – most of these spring leagues have ended right. financially in disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. A couple bankruptcies, a couple mm-hmm. fraud cases. I mean, there is a lot. I want to hear some of that too. Yeah. I want to hear about the front office talking about the ticket sales mm-hmm. and the three and a half million viewers. Hey, three and a half million viewers. That's I right. want to be in the meeting whenever they're talking about that. I think that is how we fix the USF. Them getting the bill for like the first week at the hotel, like how expensive it is, and having that guy be like, oh, Jesus Christ, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this for eight more weeks? Yeah, have that guy sweating. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We're already underwater. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, we can't pay at least two thirds of the rosters right now. We got to do something big. Bang, car wash. So now yes. every, okay. team, every team, every team's every team, running man. a car wash and selling, uh, uh, like, selling uh, coupon coupons. Coupons. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this. I feel like the Myrtle Beach Mermaids had some of these ideas with yes. Kenny, with Kenny Powers. Yeah, exactly. Maybe those they, games are not going to sustain viewership. Maybe no. they can get Bama. No. No. Bring in MTV. I mean, if Fox isn't going to get it done, then have MTV put it on their channel. Like NBC has NBC. it. Yeah. Sure. Fox has yeah. it. Spike TV. Fubo TV. Boom. Boom. Paramount Plus. Everybody should have their own. Their own oh, 24. Team. Yeah. Oh, my God. We would like to document one yeah. team. Yeah. Sure. You're, you're paying us for it, but we uh, we are not paying. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we no, we do not. Is there a halftime show? We already got four episodes in the can. I yeah, think there was right. I don't want to fucking be associated with that team. I mean, that team yeah. was just stealing it in Pittsburgh. You want pizza? Pizza is literally every other meal in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And then, no, you can't have it. Call to have chicken salad. You're right. We do need to pay. We've already brainstormed <laughs> the entire season. Do we get some halftime shows? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Diggs mentioned Corgi Ray. You know, maybe someone wrestles a bear. Maybe someone jumps a couple school buses. See, dog eating contest. this is what I'm talking about. Oh, Corky was on ESPN two last night. That's why that was talked about. I thought it was at halftime. Of the a frisbee USF. dog, at least. It was Corgi on. racing. Yeah, oh yeah, big, huge. Now it's catching steam. Well, really? Chuck, Chuck's too fat now. But when he was <laughs> damn, when Chuck was little, he was a little, he was firecracker. Fucking went after. He was it. pretty quick. Nice, too lazy. He sees a rabbit, he walks two steps, barks, and turns around. Used to chase that thing all the way out of the yard, all the way down the street, mm-hmm. which. Not great, so we, he's kind of eating his way out of that. He's a lot more disciplined now. <laughs> sure, that's good. It's very nice of him. Corgi race, I know for sure. Maybe a concert. They can talk about how much it costs. Oh, dog, frisbee dog. They poop on the oh, field, yeah. obviously, mm-hmm. to lay in the game and clean up the poop. Mm-hmm. See, this is what we're talking about. All right, let's talk about some real stuff. What? I mean, that was real. We just saved the league. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dwayne Johnson, I don't think your league's going to have to operate that no, way. but. No. They, they'll be fine. USFL. USFL definitely does. Yeah. Might and be I stuff to draw from it. I don't know if they know that yet or not. Let's get to a break. We got Channing Crowder <laughs> on the other side. Okay, let's reset this whole show. Okay. We, I did not expect to go down that. I covered all the main stuff. We just, we just completed six episodes of the fucking first season of this. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't call I was that watching nothing. last night. I was watching last night. They have no crowd. Okay. They had 20 people mic'd up on the game, and then they had two commentators and a sideline reporter. And at one point, they all had something to say. (laughs) And it was somehow the quietest game of all time and the noisiest game of all time (laughs) at the same time. And then there was bad flow. I was like, all right, I want this to work. I hope they listen. We need the documentary. Yeah, Yeah. please listen. Someone get to Davion, because he's the face of the league for me. He's not even on the team anymore. Oh, Davion Smith, yeah. Chicken salad guy. He's the Mm -hmm. face of the USFL. 
big time day as we get a chance to chat with co-host of the Pivot, six-year NFL vet, third-round draft pick, absolute legend and champion on the internet, ladies and gentlemen, Channing Crowder. What's up, dude? What's going on, baby? All good? Hey, how are you? You guys are killing it on the Pivot, man. Appreciate it, man. We got uh, right now the Shaq premieres out right now on YouTube. So we got Shaq last week in Atlanta. So it's, it's a good interview, man. We're having a good time doing it, bro. Are you enjoying it? Because I remember talking to you guys at the Super Bowl and you, Fred, and Ryan, obviously an incredibly tight group, good friends. You knew that there was going to be a lot of work that was going to have to go into this to build the pivot back up or build it up. You guys have been killing it. Have you been enjoying the hell out of it? Man, it's fun, and especially with good people. Y'all know how it is. I watch y'all show all the time, and I know y'all are all tight. So, you know what I'm saying? You get with your boys, and y'all have a, a common goal, and you just grind towards it. You know what I'm saying? We're like a traveling band, we say. So we go everywhere, Dallas, L.A., Vegas, New York. We run around with each other, but we really enjoy each other's company. So it's almost like a boys' trip, and we get to work a little bit in it, man. It, it's, a, it's the greatest thing ever. A lot of great feedback, man, and just meeting good people. You know how it is, man. You just like a Super Bowl. You walking down the street, bro, and you get to talk to, you know, everybody. Von Miller ran up on us. Derrick Henry ran up on us. Hey, man, we love the show. You know, different people. You know, you, you showed us a bunch of love, Pat, man. It's just... It, it, it's a great experience, but just really meeting the people and talking to people, bro. We love it. It's the dumbest thing of all time that this can be a job at this stage of life. And uh, <laughs> it's awesome. We love it. Uh, I think it comes through that you guys are enjoying it as well. In the clips, you guys get great shit out of everybody. I mean, Shaq, that dude's everywhere. I assume the conversation that he had with you guys will be one of his best conversations of all time. Anything unexpected other than your uh, 69 joke? Uh, <laughs> that hit, by the way. Hey, it hit. That joke hit, by by the way, uh, anything come oh, yeah. up? Yeah. Hey, Pat, his big ass K69. <laughs> no, I know it's anatomy, man. How are you going to be there and she be there? It's too much as far. You know, see, if, if, if he's doing his thing, she's looking at his belly button. So, I don't know what uh, Yeah, man, he actually is crazy. He was, um, it was the first time somebody brought up his divorce from Shawnee. So he got into that and uh, they actually got some traction. I think it's on Shade Room now. It's getting traction, but he actually talked about his divorce. Which, you know, like we, we we like to have fun, play around. You know, I talk about the sex stuff all the time. But, you know, talking to guys about real stuff, real man stuff is kind of what it is. And so that's the thing. We have fun. We talk sports. But I want to get to know you as a human because like, like you did, bro, you transition. You can't play ball no more. You're a human being. You're in this world. And that's what we try to get out of people. And him talking about his divorce so openly was very surprising to us. And it, it was it was great. He took he took full responsibility. He said, man, I was out in these streets. I was running. Yeah, you know, check it out. It's on YouTube now. But he really opened up about his divorce, and that was probably the biggest surprise of the interview to me. Well, that's a natural flow of a conversation, too. Like, if you're actually trying to talk to somebody and have a conversation with somebody, you're going to hit on fun shit. You're going to hit on some serious stuff. You're going to get some life stuff. I think that's why the modern era of conversation has become, you know, so well-liked, because it's so different than all the shit we've seen in the past. And also, the guests that people get now on the Internet – the pivot gets that nobody else gets is amazing. Antonio Brown stopped by like full wide open in that conversation. When you're sitting down with him, what is, did you know him before that conversation? How much did you know of him? And after that convo, what are your thoughts on it? And do you think the team should sign him, Channing? Cause you're one of the only people that have talked to him that any of us have seen on the internet, you know? Yeah. Well, being in Miami, you, you all, you, you, you know, cross paths with a lot of people. I say that, you know, and I, I party, man. I go, I party. I stay in the strip club. Like me and my wife were in the strip club to watch the Aero Spence fight. Me and my wife go to the strip club together. Like I'm, 
I go, I get out. I still have a good time. I'm I'm 38 years old. But I, I've ran past AB, party with AB. But sitting down with him, he's a very interesting person. And I would say it would take, because Floyd, Floyd put up that thing where he was like the whole, um, give him 20 million. If he messes up throughout the season, you can have the 20 million. We'll give you 20. And if he doesn't, and he helps your team like we know he can, he's still one of the best receivers in the world, then you got to give him 20. So I don't know if the Floyd contract's going to work out exactly that way because I don't know a damn GM in the world that's going to sign that contract. But he he is he's a he's a very smart dude, but he's different. And Pat, bro, you was in the league, you was in the locker room. It's a lot of dudes out there that can play ball. They're just different humans. And then you give somebody that's already a little different over a hundred million dollars. Money doesn't change you. Money makes you more of what you already are. And mm. I try to I try to explain that to people on a damn daily basis. Money, you give somebody hundred million dollars, they're not going to be different. They're going to be more of exactly what they came out their damn mama's belly as. And that's what AB is. I think he should have a chance. I don't know if the money's going to be crazy like that, to be honest. I don't think no team's going to put $20 million into him. But he is still a top 10 receiver in the world, I do believe. Well, whatever you think about the NFL just as a whole, it's like the 1% of all football players make it into college football. Then the 1% of college football make it in the NFL. To become like a 5, 6, 10-year legend vet, you know, it's like .00. You have to be unique. Right? Don't you? Naturally, it is. You are a unique, special individual. There's just a lot of different ways to go about that. Hey, there is a lot of different ways to go about that. Antonio Brown's next album might be fucking banger after banger. (laughs) By the way, that thing might be, I think it's coming out tomorrow. I believe. Uh-huh. Here we go. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Know. I saw a picture here. From the pit, not a palace. No. Well, I think it's on. There we yeah. go. Hey, there's Style some remixes it. in there. Style it. I, fucking run it. I'll tell you about AB. AB enjoys AB. <laughs> he, walked the, he walked into the interview. He had his own soundtrack playing. AB loves him some AB. They say T.O. I love me some me. AB loves him some him. But isn't it justified, bro? That's what I try to say. Like, isn't it justified? Like you say, the 1% of the 1%, and then to be on top of those 1%. So you're the best receiver in the world. Some people can deal with it, man. Like Brady does a great job. You know, you play with Peyton and them. I think they do a great job. You get some of these dudes, man, and now the world is telling me I'm different than a regular human being. Man, I'm going to show out. They, listen, if they would have gave me $100 million, Pat, I don't know what the hell I would be. <laughs> I would have went flat out damn crazy if they gave me $100 million. No, stay humble. $100 stay, million? Hey, stay humble. Stay humble. Uh, Act like you've been it, there before. I ain't never fucking been there before. <laughs> it, it, we ain't been there before. We ain't been, no, none of us been there before. Hell, when they gave me, when they gave me my first million, I shit. Yeah. I haven't been there before, and I went crazy and wasted it all up. Partying, yes. traveling, strip clubs, hanging out, man. And I had, it was a... I think my first sign of bonus after taxes was five hundred eighty-eight thousand, and I was I was Bill Gates in my mind. Bro. <laughs> I was Jeff Bezos with five hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars, and I went flat out nut. I'm glad I got a second contract. I might be under a damn bridge right now if I get my second deal because all that money was gone. Hey, the guy can hit though. They said yeah. hey, spend that money. Guy can hit. Yeah, I, if yeah. I wouldn't have made the team my second year, I would add zero after my first year. I went, I went, you know what I mean? And everybody was like, oh, no, you got to save it or whatever. It's like, I don't know how long I'm going to have this money. And all my friends are in debt because fucking school beat up everybody. Yeah. So it was like, if I don't make the team, I'm at least going to get to 
I don't know, six of the seven continents. Yeah. I'm going to go party a little bit. I'm going to go everywhere. I had a blast. It's a lot easier to say, hey, manage your money uh, whenever you maybe had it all your life. Uh, it is not as easy as everybody thinks. Whenever, And it's in the intro to this show. What am I supposed to do? Look at something that I want that I can definitely afford and just go, nah. Like, how am I supposed to do that? That's a real thing, though, because back in the day, you know, 80% of athletes used to go broke or whatever. That was the whole documentary. I think now, like the pivot... We're getting very lucky to do this. A lot of guys, I think now everybody's story and vantage point is worth money. And I think a lot more people can get into our space. And I think it's going to be the future of ex-NFL players. Do you agree with that or no, Channing? Oh, 100%, Pat. I really do believe it. And God, like you're saying, you're open, you open the door. We're opening the door for people. And they see it like you. we got interviewed for free for years. Every goddamn time you walk in that fucking locker room, there's 35 people sitting there with, with cameras and mics mm-hmm. in your face. Mm-hmm. They, want, they want your opinion. So now, let me just get my own platform. If y'all want to hear my damn opinion so bad, I'll give you my opinion, and I will benefit. I will monetize it. I will do this because we've been through st- we've been through stuff that a lot of people haven't been through, and that's why they want to talk to us. That's why they're interested in our opinion, and I think a lot more guys do it. Honestly, a bunch of dudes reached out to me. I hook them up with my um, our producer Lisa Zubakowski, and she's a dog. She was about a hard knocks and Steve Sable and them back in the day. And I'll give them her number be like, bro, if you want to do something, call her and she can guide you along the way. Like, build a good team. And that's the thing a lot of guys, I think ex-ball players, like, especially guys that are depressed and, you know, they don't know what to do after after sports because everything was on us. Everything was on your goddamn leg. Everything was on my shoulders. And when you're on that field and goddamn LaDana and Tomlinson's in the flat and I got to tackle him, there's nobody in the fucking world that can help me do that. <laughs> so I think... I think players, are, you know, like you get caught up in that, you know, I, I have to do it. I have to be the guy. I have to, you know, generate whatever I generate. Bro, get you a damn team. Get a good team together. Like me and Freddie. You know, me and Freddie left the other place, came over, you know, got Ryan, you know, met, you know, knew Ryan, but then brought Ryan on. And we knew he was a good dude. We have a good production staff. Like, talk to people. Communicate with people. Use good people. And I think that's what players are finding out now is that our voices want to want to be heard. People are interested in what the hell we're doing. And also, bro, you don't have to go out there and hit the game-winning goddamn field goal or or the coffin corner kick. And all. I'm trying to relate to the kicking. The kicking yeah, I saw you. You're real professional. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah I, I, you did but, like three but times. All that, but you don't have, it's not just you anymore. Like, get you a team. Get you financial people. Get you a good CPA. Get you a good goddamn producer if you want to do TV. Use people around you and build a team. And that's what the fucking billionaires do. Why wouldn't we do it, even if we don't have that kind of money? Build a damn team. Well, and also helps for guys that, like, miss the team. You know, like that, that team camaraderie part whenever people get away from the game. You know, they get a little jaded by the NFL, but then they miss, like, hanging out and having to bullshit. Like, I'm very lucky for my guys here. Like, every single day we bullshit, get a chance, and we're actually, like, you know, playing and attacking something together. It's very similar to what was going on whenever we were playing football or whatever. It's just a different avenue. I'm excited for the future. Let's talk about the future of the NFL, Channing. Fucking yeah. big money. Hey, they know they're the king of the world right now, too. Might have two. The Walton family's in on the Broncos, so I guess there's other venture capitalist things. They're like, well, if, if fucking Walmart's in on it. We might as well not even waste our money because they are going to outbid everybody. Now the commanders, who knows what's going to happen with them, even though they're saying they didn't do anything wrong. People are thinking they're going to get forced. 11 years, $110 billion media rights deal. That's not even including the uh, stadium deals and the merch deal and everything like that that they have going on there. The future of the NFL is great, which is good for us. 
What do you think about on field? Do you think the future of the game is in good hands from when you played to what it is now and then what it will be like 10 years from now when we're looking at maybe like a $400 million salary cap for some teams, $300 million salary cap? Yeah. Oh, no, the NFL is healthy as hell. NFL is the fat cow. You know, you look at the field and you see them little anemic motherfuckers and you see one of them fat cows walking around. (laughs) The NFL is the fat cow. They are not struggling, bro. They what they 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 net nine billion dollars a year and it goes up every year. They're not hurting. I think the game, honestly, being a banger, being one of them old school guys, which I am. I you know I the whole kill the head, the body dies, and all that. Let's knock the quarterback out and you know bounty gate and all that stuff. Like that was the NFL we played in. NFL now is different. You know what I'm saying? It, it's changing, and I think it's better for the game. I think it's sa- the safety part is good, but. It is great for the game. And pe- and one thing that people are surprised when I always talk about it, they're like, oh, but, you know, me and Zach Thomas talk about it. Zach Thomas tells me all the time, we'll be sitting with our kids playing in his backyard. I go to Zach's house because his house is way goddamn big. <laughs> <laughs> big, contracts, <laughs> big contracts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we go over to Zach's house. We're sitting there and he's like, bro, we would we would have got fined every game. Oh, yeah. Because when you have a fullback running through the B gap, I'm, I'm, I'm going to avoid his head. He's about to try to break my damn sternum. No, it was a whole different game. It was a whole different approach to the game. It was a whole different that barbarian. Have you met some of these young players, Pat? I, soft is a hard word, but they're not built like I want to go out there and embarrass another grown ass man. I want to go out there and choke a bitch to death. They don't live like that. Yeah. Like they want to, they want to do their job and get their check and go play Roblox or whatever these young bastards do nowadays. <laughs> I don't know what they play, but it, it's it's like talking to a junior Seau, talking to a Joey Porter. Those guys I play with, Keith Trailer, Big, Big, Big Bonnie Holiday, those dudes, and now talking to these guys nowadays, bro, it's not a barbaric sport anymore. And that's good. The business is booming, as AB always says, business is booming, and the changes are where the world is going. So I think I hate Roger Goodell. I made it perfectly clear. I can't stand Roger Goodell's ass. <laughs> but I do think he can run a business well because he's the watchdog for the 32 owner, 31 owners. We know Green Bay's publicly owned and all that. But he's the watchdog and the voice of 31 owners that he works for. He does not work for the players, and that's why I can't stand his damn ass. But he does know how to make money, and that's what everybody in the league wants, that damn money. Still a dangerous game. Still, uh, obviously, collisions and everything. Just a completely different mindset. You know, we had – uh, James Harrison and AJ Hawk on at the same time. <laughs> and James Harrison, you know, he got like a million dollars of fines. Yeah. And AJ is the most Ohio dude of all time. So, you know, he's just Rydell. And he goes, oh, Adam's apple, not to the chin. I was aiming for the Adam's apple or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> that is not, that's a completely different mindset to the game. But I think the speeding, they, they're making the game faster. They're making guys faster. They're making everything kind of open up. At some point, it'll become too much. Then we'll all bitch about it, you know? At some point, it'll happen. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. It don't, it's all offense, bro. They don't want no 17 to 10 game. That shit's boring. They want a 45 to 42 game. That's what fans want, and that's what they want. I hate I hate it for cornerback because if you damn breathe on somebody, they're oh. throwing a flag. If you if you if you, you touch his nipple, they're gonna throw a flag. Like it's 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 hey. it's a different game. I understand it, but I still as that OG old mentality pet, I still look at it. The Pro Bowl this year. Turn my damn stomach. Ugh. They didn't even touch each other. Hey. They weren't even playing football. They need that, not. Like, that, that, when you go over the edge, that gets to me. When guys start helping, tackling the dude and helping him up. Don't help him up. Let that motherfucker get on the ground. What are you doing? <laughs> like, but it, it's, bro, it's a whole 
new man. I'm telling you, if y'all have not talked to a 21, 22-year-old NFL player, go and talk to one and just see the difference in what they think. But no. the speed of the game, the points, that's what everybody wants. That's what people want. That's what fans want. And that's, that's about the money thing. So they're going to con- con- continue to legislate the game to score more points. Yeah, I retired five years ago. In the locker room from when I first got in to five years ago was already making quite a shift. And although I liked the dudes, I enjoyed them as humans, it was just so much different. I mean, it was just night and day from what I came into. It will only continue to change as the world changed. I don't think there's anybody in the NFL pissing on themselves right now, though. You know what I mean? I don't oh, think- that. <laughs> That's old school, baby. <laughs> The funniest, the funniest thing in the world about this is that it reemerges about every two years. So I was doing, was it LT? Somebody was getting put in the Hall of Fame, and you know they did the uh, thirty for thirties, or you know NFL Network did the little shows when guys got put in the Hall of Fame. And so I'm sitting down and we're talking about it. You know, oh, this guy was good. Yeah, I played him in '06 when he had the rushing title, and I'm talking about LT. I think in Tom Brady too. I've done a couple of them, and I'm talking. And so they start wrapping up at the end and the cameraman's, you know, taking his little earplugs out and all that crap. And then the guy looks at me. He was like, hey, is there anything <laughs> interesting that you would want to tell us about, you know, about like your career, any any cool stories? And then I look, I was like, you know what? I peed on myself every game. <laughs> they thought it pointing. Hey, get, get, get back on the camera. Put your, <laughs> put your earplugs back here. Let, let's go. They, put the they, started, <laughs> they started shuffling around and I went and told the story. And then so I tell it. And it doesn't really get any legs for like a year, year and a half, two years. Then all of a sudden somebody runs it and it blows up and then it goes back down and it blows up again. And then recently it blew up again. But what happened was, you see, I used to take so much shit before the game. Just the red line, the red bull, the B12 <laughs> shots, the tornado <laughs> shots, the just banging emergencies. And any, anything that said energy on it, I was going to chug it before I went on that field. Take a, take a half a Viking before the game, a half a Viking in the halftime. I was on yeah. I was on shit when I was out there running around. Tornado and a Viking. I'm telling you. Uh, and uh, uh, Tornado is one of the best drugs ever created. All time. All time, that thing. You walk into the locker room, can't even can't even bend your ankle, get that shot, what, listen to two damn uh, mo- songs on your iPad. Next thing you know, you feel like you're nine years old again. Let's <laughs> go, baby! Hey, you remember? Hey, hey, you remember? I know. Hey, Janet, you remember when they were going to try to get rid of Toradol? They're going to try to get rid of Toradol, and uh, they're like, "All right, we're going to get rid of this." And the NFLPA, like, it's the first time the NFLPA. Like, I think it's because all the uh, vets are on there were like, "Hey, you get rid of Toradol, you're going to lose about 60 70 percent of this league or whatever." They're, all right, we'll back it off. We'll back it off on the Toradol talk for the good of everybody. We will back off the Toradol talk, but it's bad for you. Everybody needs to know it's bad for you. It's like, well, no shit. What it does to our body, we assume there is some rippling side effects that are going to happen thirty years from now. It was unbelievable, Toradol. Okay, I know my kidneys and livers are shot. I go all the, then, they, then they try to sneak and give you the pills, Pat. So you don't want to give me the shot, but you're going to give me a big handful of pills. They just say, it's the same shit you put in my body. It's the you don't want it in my stomach. Like, it, it was the craziest thing in the world. But I would take all that crap right before the game. And then you drink all that crap, you got to pee. Oh, yeah. So my rookie year, it was like the third game. And I had to pee. And the Dolphins, we shared the um, we shared the uh, the stadium with the Marlins, so they had the little dugout right behind the bench. So I go back in the bench, and they had a little bathroom in the dugout. So I go in the dugout, and I hear the whole crowd go crazy. So I'm assuming that we scored. So I'm like, okay, we scored. I'm fin- I'm gonna finish, you know, peeing. 
and I'm going to come back up. We actually turned the ball over. I think Ronnie fumbled. So then um, so then I come back out, and we're on defense, and I missed the series, and I go up in my head coach. He's like, man, where the hell were you at? So they, they were like, no, nah, you're out this series. So I look, and I'm a rookie too. I'm playing, bro. It was we had a three-four. The four linebackers were me, Zach Thomas, Junior Seau, and Jason Taylor. Damn. I was playing with legends, and I'm my my little young dumbass is missing a series because I want to go pee. At that moment, moving forward, I said I'm not leaving this field no damn more. I pissed right down my leg, <laughs> and I, bro, I do it three, four times a game. I pee, I, I take a knee, pee on my leg, take some water, squirt, squirt it off, take it, wipe it down, throw the towel away, and you're good to go. So the you, work, the work, you would the take one, a knee to do this? Hold on, Jay. You, you would take a knee. You weren't just doing it just standing there, right? You weren't just standing like people do in the ocean when they go in the ocean and they get to mm-hmm. about waist high uh-huh. and they just kind of stand there like they're at a urinal, but they're not. And it takes some people a little bit of time. For you, you were taking a knee and it was just flowing every single time easily, no problem. How you doing? On the field, off the field? It would, it would be on the field sometimes. Yeah. In the middle of a city timeout, I don't want to run off, but... I would take the knee, I would put the knee down depending on which way my swiper was hanging. So if my man was hanging left, I put the left knee down. My man was hanging right, I put the right knee down. And during the game, your little, your, your, your little man boggles around a little bit. So I would I would adjust him and take that knee and put it down. Yeah. The worst time was I forgot I had on, I had a hamstring injury. I forgot I had on neoprene, them neoprene, oh. uh, little that little, them pants, them shorts. And so I start peeing, but I don't see the stream. And I'm like, oh, damn, I have these neoprene shorts on. So now it's it, it's a, gal, a damn half a gallon of pee stuck in my crotch and it's sloshing around. So I, I'm, as I'm walking, I'm feeling the pee slosh all around. And I was like, yeah, this might not have been a good decision with the hamstring injury. But after that series, I went and pulled the little neoprene and ran it on down the knee. But... <laughs> A lot of a lot of a lot of big boys do it. A lot of linemen do it, and they lie about it. Man, all I had to lie about. I peed on myself. That's what the hell happened. Yeah, but you had good intentions. You didn't want to miss another snap. Oh, so yeah. For the good of the team, you were pissing all over yourself. For the good of the oh. team, you were willing to go ahead and take a knee in front of seventy thousand people <laughs> and piss into your scuba fit. By the way, which is basically what a new scuba. <laughs> Oh, you were the fucking best. You were a gem. Go ahead, Todd. Channing, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to watch the USFL yet, but to put it lightly, it absolutely fucking stinks. Uh, do you do you ever think there's going to be a whoa. spring football league that works? And like, because you know they're trying to make it a feeder system. Is that ever going to happen, or is it just always going to be college? You think? It's good. that's what college is is a damn feeder system. I said it, and you know people got on me. I told I said the Rock is wasting his goddamn money with the XFL. Like it's not gonna work. You are used to seeing the best athletes in the world. They can't make it to the NFL, so now you're gonna take the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth stringers and put them on the field. I don't want to watch the eighth stringer. Bro, it's so bad, Jan. And I th- I feel like uh, I feel. Uh, snooty almost because I got to watch fo- like NFL. F- I had like a front row seat to like NFL football every single day. You were in it obviously when you were there, <laughs> but I'm like a football like snob now almost. It's like this is terrible football. It is hard for me to get behind bad football, Jen. It's really difficult for me to do. Oh, it's hard for me to watch the Mac and co- like that Maxion Tuesday night Maxion and crap. Bro, give me Big Ten, Big Twelve, SEC oh, yeah. for yes. sure. SEC is the man, but give me that. I don't. I don't, like you said. I know what good football looks like. I know the USFL, the XFL. What was the a, the damn AFF? They didn't make it through a season. They folded in the middle of a season. You're not the feeder program. 
is college. If you're not good enough by the time you leave college, and this is what people tweet me all the time when I bring this up. Well, what about the guys who didn't make it? They didn't make it. That, that's what happened. They didn't make it. That's why, they, that's why they're not playing the NFL. They didn't make it. Like, now you want to give them somewhere else to go and try to make it again? No. If they decided not to put you on the team, you're not on the team. And I'm not watching that crap. I'm not watching. I watched Tom Brady for years, Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes now, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun. I'm watching those guys. I don't even know these quarterbacks in the NFL. Nobody knows their names. Haley, Todd Haley's there, I think. Like, I'm not. Whoever said, oh, I need to watch Todd Haley's on. <laughs> it's not going to be successful. Whoever put money into it is wasting their money. I honestly feel that way about all those. I call them ancillary or secondary leagues. I don't think none of them going to make it. Listen, Todd Haley did not deserve that, but he understands that that is the case. I, I, I do believe he understands that is the case. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Channing, you're talking about kind of the new NFL. Another new thing is kind of like the young offensive guru head coaches. You guys got one in Miami with Mike McDaniel. What's the vibe like? around town are people believing in him already or what do we think oh yeah they love him they love him now this season ain't start yet he's charismatic he's fun him and Tua Tua had a charity event they're hugging and dancing together and crap which is great because Brian Flores didn't really believe in Tua he was pulling his ass out for oh. Fitzy Fitzy for a couple years and then he was putting Jacoby Brissett in on fourth down and all kind of goofy crap he didn't believe in Tua so him, his belief in Tua, he's trying to amp up that he, you know, he's going to develop Tua. That's what everybody wants to see because you know you got to have a quarterback to win. But the proof's in the pudding. Like, Sean McVay was a genius. Then Josh McDaniels left. He was supposed to be a genius before McVay, and his ass ran right back to daddy in New England from Broncos because he wasn't ready for that crap. Them, them, them young coaches, they're going to work out. You're going to find a couple. But taking every guy that's ever been a part of an offense that's under 30, you know, 35 is this guru – Listen, boy, I've watched Andy Reid call games. I've watched Bill Belichick call games. These dudes aren't them. They got to prove to me they're them. I respect McVay. I'll tell you that. McVay knows what the hell he's doing. Obviously, he won a damn Super Bowl. But, yeah, McDaniels right now, I got to see what goes on before I say, yeah, he's the next one. You ain't the next one until you go, till you do it, till you succeed, till you win 11, 12 games. And that's what I'm waiting for. McDaniel told us when he was in here, he said, I am a zero-win coach right now in the NFL. Everybody, this is awesome. So I think he even acknowledges that. But most of these guys are going to fail. I mean, that's just how – just like the draft. Hey, just like the draft. Like, we are hyped – now, we have a draft spectacular every single year, and it is our biggest show. We have no idea why. Honestly, we have no idea. It's our worst show. We know <laughs> nothing about any of these people, but it is a celebration. We have big-time guests when we do that. 50 to 60% of these guys in the first round aren't going to work. And then once you go to, like, the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, it drops to, like, 80, 85, 90% of these guys aren't even going to make it into the NFL. What do you think it is the separator between the guys that make it in the NFL and the guys that don't make it in the NFL? Because everybody's fucking good, obviously. Yeah. Why do you think some guys make it and some guys don't? Because the fail rate is much higher than anybody wants to talk about. I think that um, I think the, the, the mental toughness, but not just the cliche mental toughness of walking in and going against those dogs, those grown dogs. And I say it this way. In college, everybody's there. We all got a dorm. We might have a little bull, bullshit apartment somewhere. But we're all living the same life. You go out with these men that have seven, eight mortgages, divorced twice, you know, paying, paying alimony and stuff. Them boys is out there to get it in. So I think the first thing is you don't know. I remember Keith Trailer, the first day of pads, he, he wouldn't talk to nobody. And everybody knew me and Truck were tight. So they'd be like, Lyman would come to me like, man, what's wrong with Truck? 
I said, truck is about to go out here and whoop y'all's ass for three hours. I don't know if y'all understand what's about to happen when Big Keith Trailer at 380 gets pissed off in his, in his, in his zero. And then he go out there and commence to whooping their ass and they wouldn't be ready for it. So I think part of it is the mentality of knowing this is a job and you're trying to take my job. And the other half is intelligence. There's been guys, bro, there's been guys that was faster, stronger, bigger, power lifting the fucking weight room up. And then we get in the meeting room and they can't even put a, put a sentence together about football. They don't, what, what play is this, coach? It's a lead. It's a lead. It's the greatest football play in the history of time. What play is this? It's a goddamn lead, boy. And it was just, you just see the mentality where they don't really know football. So you got to come in with that dog in you knowing that you're, you're really, when you get in the league, you're taking another grown man's job, taking food off his table. And on top of that, the intelligence, man, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't know if co college coaches are not capable of it, but I don't think college coaches teach football. Like I was lucky to have Charlie Strong in Florida. So Charlie Strong taught me football. I don't think a lot of these dudes teach guys football. I think they see a guy that runs a 4-4 and just let them go out there and run around in circles. Especially with how basic college defenses are, too. College defenses are so basic, and they're only getting more and more basic with everybody doing the RPO. Like, all right, you're just going to read this, you're going to read that. And then once you get, you know, there's fucking Aaron and Tom yeah. and Peyton just, like, looking around. Now Mac Jones, Joey Burrow mm -hmm. seem to be these young guys that have the Josh Allen Mahomes said he's starting to understand defenses. They can start manipulating fucking guys' athleticism against them almost. Like, the more athletic guys almost end up in a worse spot because they're faster. So it's like, hey, dumbass, we're just going to get you to move right here. And then bang! Right over your fucking head every single time. It was awesome watching Peyton work like on a day to day. How he they would set up plays just for one particular fucking guy that they knew was maybe weak or didn't know what was going on. And it's like our entire game plan is just to fucking manipulate this idiot right here. And that's a thing that I don't think a lot of people understand. They're young guys coming into the NFL. Oh yeah, you gonna find they gonna find the bitch. <laughs> oh, I, like I coach, I coach, I, I coach high school. I just stopped. I coached for five years. Just stopped last year when you know the pivot and all that blew up. Hey, hell of a run, hell of a run, yeah. coach, hell of a run, coach. Way to go, coach Yeah, Malt. yeah. All right, five years. That's all I have for them kids, man. Yeah, yeah. Kids don't damn listen, and and they're and they're pleasant nowadays. You can't tell them to knock nobody out. Well, coach, I might hurt myself. Get your ass out of here. I'm not worried about. <laughs> but uh, too smart, but I used too to smart. tell them like I used to say, listen. They're preparing for us the same way we're preparing for them. So if you got your ass roasted four times last game, expect them to put that best receiver on you and try to roast your ass. I would do the exact same thing back to them. But a lot of uh, – it's it's the football IQ that people don't have, man. People don't understand that. And to be honest, I was the bitch a couple games. Like I bring up LT and um oh Reggie Bush. We played the Saints when Reggie was Reggie Reggie, and they come out and empty – then knowing I had to go cover somebody, they they ran Reggie out the backfield, knowing I had to go out with him. And I looked around, and my football IQ said, this is a bad goddamn situation. <laughs> so I looked over to Jeremiah Bell. Jeremiah Bell was over and covered, you know, covered two over top of me. I said, just lock him up, cover him. I'll go back in the middle of the field and rat. And I wouldn't, and the coach was like, what are you doing wearing this? I said, coach, I'm not getting embarrassed in front of all these people. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell am I to cover Reggie Bush? I'm 250 pound middle linebacker. I shouldn't be out here on this bastard. So uh, like, but that, that thought is what a lot of guys don't know. They just, okay, I'm on number two week. Number two week is Randy Moss, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we that's, appreciate that's you. you want to cover? Hey, we got to go. You're the best. The Pivot. Every single Wednesday on YouTube.com forward slash The Pivot and podcast. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday at noon. It's we Tuesday. drop every Tuesday at noon. Fuck, ladies and gentlemen, Channing Crowder. <laughs> yeah.
ladies and gentlemen, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, COVID survivor, AJ Hall. Yeah. AJ, when'd you do that? What? That. What's it say? What book is that? Yeah, you know. Mm. Yeah, you know. I mean, I don't know. A long time ago. I have lots of books up there. Yeah, okay. okay. Just like Ezekiel. Sure. The, entire, <laughs> the entire thought of our conversation with Channing Crowder powering through two hard out and a hard in is great. That dude is electrifying, AJ. I got to see some of it. That's exactly what I thought. Like, uh, he's, he's the man. And I years ago when I got to meet him for the first time, he was that. Like, that's who he was. What he was with you in the interview, he's so like high energy and so real. Yeah, there's a, there's a reason that that his his podcast is a big deal. Like he's awesome. Well, you're old school guys too. We talked about you know the mentality of a football practice and a game back in the day versus what it is now. He said these guys are too nice. Like he said he was coaching high school for five years, and he said I don't want to hurt him. I might hurt myself. Get the fuck off the field. <laughs> yeah. All right? It is crazy to think about what you had to do for a living for a long time, busting your fingers, obviously looking like a a. Uh, you know, like a, a deformed creature and mm -hmm. everything like that. And what you did for your brain and your jaw and your body. Hey, we appreciate your service, sir. Thank, Thank you, AJ. Thank you. Thank you for your service and what you did for football. No, I didn't do shit. Literally stood there, watched, and then walked out Most there. Most important play in football. Well, it's, I agree. In the For the outcome of the game, right behind turnovers, uh, field position is the number two step. Well, yeah. score is the number one stat. To right. That is a determiner of who wins the game. Then turnovers. Then if you look at the field position, uh, that's probably going to tell you who won the game, if I had to guess. And they did change the kickoff. I mean, that cannot go unsaid as well. Well, yeah, I mean, probably because I was laying too much yeah. lumber. But hey, how many years did you play for? Uh, 11. That's so long. Jeez. How many games did you miss? Uh, I mean, I guess officially, yeah, I didn't dress for one when I was hurt. Oh, uh, well, how about that one game against the Eagles when you were too slow for the scheme? Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, no, I, I registered a, a game there. I was dressed, and I got in there a little bit. Okay. <laughs> what year was that? Uh, I don't Our Super Bowl year, whatever year that is. 20, so, 20, so third year? 2010 fourth? season. Yeah. So what's that, yeah. fourth year, third year? My fifth year was the Super Bowl year. I love the fact that the D coordinator said, uh, AJ's not fast enough to be on the <laughs> All right, field. AJ. All right, we're going to do this. So we're going to be without you. How, how did that whole thing go? Did you get back on the field next game? Uh, yeah, I started playing a, a decent amount the next game. And then obviously, like, then we had a lot of injuries, too. That was another reason why I got plugged in more, too. But, yeah, that whole year, we had, like, 25 dudes on IR that year. Jeez. Damn. All right, let's start talking about some current NFL stuff. Just know that we appreciate your service, AJ. Mm -hmm. Thanks. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. I don't have any regrets. Well, way to go, man. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Speaking of AJ's, AJ Brown allegedly in the middle of a conversation for an extension with the Tennessee Titans. He's about to get paid well via Diana Rossini. Mm -hmm. Diana Rossini, who was plugged into a lot of different situations around the NFL, including the Tennessee Titans. I believe she had Julio Jones mm -hmm. to the Titans before anybody else. Says that both sides are working towards an extension for AJ Brown to remain a Titan for a long time. This comes after AJ Brown had removed Tennessee from his location uh, part of his Twitter bio. Ooh, oh, yeah, no. Tennessee is where he was. And then if you look what it became, he ain't nowhere. Okay, wow. it's just no options, uh -oh. no intro, no bio, no nothing. So this is all uh, potential. Kind of like 
it's kind of like step two of negotiations, right? Now in 2022, yeah. you got to unfollow or do something online that shows that you are not on board with where you are. Bingo. This is a leverage play from A.J. Brown, who also came out publicly to bury some of the Titans fans who said he was a diva and a bad teammate because he didn't want to go to voluntary OTAs <laughs> until he had a new deal like everybody else around him hmm. seemed to have. He said, do what you have to do then. And so will I delete, 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 delete Tennessee right out of the Twitter bio. And then now they're working on an extension via Diana Rossini. What are your thoughts on this, AJ? AJ Brown, obviously a stud, deserves to get paid. Uh, will it happen before the draft, after the draft, before the season? Who knows, I guess. I, if I was him, I'd want it to happen before, I guess as soon as possible if they come up to what your number is. But what is that number? We know... Like guys are getting absolute massive deals now at the at the receiver position. Vrabel said he loved AJ Brown, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. of course they love him. Well, I okay, I know we say that salary cap doesn't matter, but still, whoever uh, is running the salary cap there has to think about that. So there's a whole conversation about that that we will get to from Jeremy Fowler and his report. Let's stick on this one though. Uh, allegedly, via sources, Diana Rossini also reported that somebody said that there are people who are. It's no secret that Brown is truly uh, the only playmaker on the team hmm. via sources through Diana Rossini. Derrick Henry needs the offensive line to block, obviously. Hmm. Brown only needs the ball thrown his way. He creates his own production. There's a difference between a productive player and a playmaker, and Brown is both a productive player and a playmaker in his own right. Makes sense. Needs Tannehill to throw him the ball. Uh, needs the offensive line to give Tannehill Who's enough. Whose quote is this? We don't know. This is just via so, sources. Okay. So we don't know. We don't know if it was a part of the... A.J. Brown team? I thought it was Diana Rossini for a second saying that. No, she put quotes around it. So, like, there's quotations there. Boom. We had the same conversation mm -hmm. before we went on air. This is via sources. She wrote about all this at... Uh, I believe it's, like, mydiary.dianarussini mm -hmm. slash something else.com. So she has her own website, I believe, where she writes okay. on. And she's a good writer, by the she way. She is a good yeah. writer. Good writer, good inside sources. It's mydiary.maybedianarussini.something else. Dot com. Why is she not writing on ESPN.com? I guess that's a whole other conversation. That's what I was wondering. Whether yeah. she wants to or doesn't want to. Maybe she wants to run her own thing or they don't want her to do that. And why they block our domain from the emails. Ooh. Yeah. You know? What do you mean? Nobody from uh, uh, our business's email account can get an email through to ESPN. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah. you guys making burner accounts? No, we just found out this morning. And, and to be honest, the way we found out was something much bigger than sports. That's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's much bigger. It's because of Bruce. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they're so they block. Anyways, let Diana on the fucking site. She's yeah, a good Bruce. writer. What Come are we on. even doing? Maybe she doesn't want to. Maybe she's running her own thing. Yeah. Whatever the case, she seems to believe that AJ Brown and the Titans are about to get something done in the near future, which is great news for everybody. Yeah. I mean, he is. He's unbelievable. And that's what you like. You look at these things. I just, I don't understand how, I mean, we even play this game, but like they can't let him go. Like the, the the Titans, they might not want to give him what he is going to ask for, but they don't really have an option. It's not like you can let him walk. I mean, I suppose you could trade him and, and get good value for him in return, but like come they, to the Colts, they they need him. They need him very badly, and he's super young, and he's incredibly explosive. Like, what else are they going to do? And everybody around him has gotten paid. Can you pull up the graphic with Deontay Johnson at the top of it? So Deontay Johnson also allegedly not showing up to uh, voluntary workouts, but then he tweeted, that's fake news. This entire draft class here, 2019 draft class, is 
fucking stacked. This yeah. actually might have been the start of like wide receiver draft classes just being very good with the new era of seven on sevens and content being king and you know people training their feet to be better just as content, also making them incredible wide receivers. Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Hunter Renfro, Marquise Brown, AJ Brown, Noah Fant, Debo Samuel, TJ Hawkinson, and Nicole Hardman. I mean, this is an absolutely stacked draft class. And Deontay Johnson has the most receptions out of all of them. He is allegedly missing, but then he said that's fake news, so who knows how that whole thing goes. But every one of these dudes wants to get paid, and I can see how every team would be forced to almost pay them, including the Pittsburgh Steelers and Deontay. Yeah, Deontay on his rookie contract has made like $3 million over his first three seasons. And and he's had, I think he had 50 receptions this rookie, 90 his second. He had 110, I think, last year. So, yeah, he's coming up here. And it was rumored during the season that he was looking for about 15 a year but now after this offseason now when everyone's getting 20 uh i assume he's looking for that type of number because his production now steelers fans will say he's, he's dropped he dropped five last year he dropped 13 the year before that was that was a big thing with him but i assume like if you want him you're gonna have to pay him well ben roethlisberger was throwing him dimes I oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. absolute dimes yeah he's fucking does pittsburgh do that do they usually like pay a guy before they have to? No, 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 no. No, no but does anybody do anything anymore? And let's get to Jeremy Fowler's report now on the salary cap because this is becoming a conversation on who acts however they act. The salary cap is and isn't real depending on whom you ask. So Jeremy Fowler walked around the owners' meetings and just asked everybody a bunch of questions about a bunch of shit, the salary cap being one of them. At the annual owners' meeting two weeks ago, I asked several front office executives. Oh, here he goes. Here, this is literally him explaining what I just explained. <laughs> <laughs> On background, if they believe the salary cap was real or not. Because we have been pushing hard that the salary cap is not real. And a lot of teams have been acting as if the salary cap is not real. So we've been pushing that. At least two of them flat out said, no, the salary cap is not real. They considered it an accounting tool of sorts or guide to determine which players can or cannot be replaced, but not a major deterrent to any big picture plans. One AFC executive even called the salary cap malleable or pliable, something that can be shaped to accommodate a desired outcome. Want to add one more star player? Prorate more signing bonus money with other contracts or add voidable years to new deals. Voidable years are the tactic in which they can dump money into it, even though it's not even a part of the contract. So it lowers the salary cap hit of all the years prior to the voidable years. But as one NFL GM pointed out, the bill is always due eventually. So the salary cap should make difficult choices rather clear cut. That one GM that pointed that out is the one that, that believes it's real. Because mm-hmm. the people that believe it's real, they're always like, oh, you can kick can down the road, you can kick can down the road, but you're going to have to answer eventually. And the people that don't think it's real, like, yeah, fuck it. Once we get to the can down the road, guess what we're going to do? We're going to kick that thing yeah. again, <laughs> and we're just going to restart this entire uh, notion. It's fascinating. We're in a changing of the time right now and how teams are constructed, how teams are put together. Deontay Johnson's asking for money because he knows there's a team out there that doesn't give a fuck about money that will pay him. And that's probably how everybody Everybody's thinking about it right now, AJ. Well, don't you think this report by Jeremy Fowler just confirms what you've been saying all along? Like, yes, the salary cap is not real. Like you, he has GMs that basically said that, and they just know, like, okay, you just have to know the language and how to work the numbers. And they always say, oh, well, you do. You eventually got to pay the piper. Well, when and what does that look like? It just that's dead money once that player is out of the league. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, and what if the player retires out of nowhere? Is that what you get got if he gets hurt? I don't know. Like, what what is the ultimate Achilles heel of kicking the can down the road? I mean, and then when that happens, when, so when the, you have that dead money, when the production do doesn't meet the payment anymore. So when you have a situation like the Steelers had with Ben Roethlisberger, where he was owed forty million dollars, but 
his play was obviously not worthy of $40 million anymore. They had to do some restructuring and some configuring. Yeah, but you can just well, yeah. kick it down the road again. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone does, yeah. They just give it to him in a bonus. Like the Saints. Like, that happened with Drew Brees, too. But the Saints, what, they saved $80 million this year and they didn't cut anybody? No, no. They, uh, wasn't it $100 million in like three weeks? Yeah, yeah something, something like that. Something like They're like oh, yeah, 71 over and then they got $30 million underneath. 30 yeah. under. You heard yeah. Bill like, Belichick say it with the Patriots, too. Remember when Brady complained about not having enough weapons? Bill was kind of like, well, salary cap. We can't, we can't get anyone. Else. Yeah, it seems like the salary. And Jeremy Fowler actually alluded to that, how the salary cap is always just like almost an excuse for teams to kind of hold over the head of people that they don't necessarily want to pay money. and But other places are able to figure it out. So the salary cap is a massive myth, and I will stand by that. Yeah, I, I, I will like, stand by. It's who, all bullshit. You've <laughs> said this before, too. Like, who gives a fuck if you win the Super Bowl? Like, you think the Rams, when they have to pay the Piper in five years or whatever, they're going to look back like, oh, that wasn't worth it. Like, no way. They won a Super Bowl. It happened with the Bucks when the, Kroenke they- married into the Walmart family? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the Walmart family owns the uh, the Rams, about to own the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Go for Walmart, man. Just pushing some good shit. Also, they're all operating under the same set of rules. So if a couple GMs are saying, like, oh, no, it's, it doesn't exist. It's malleable. You can move it around, then that means that everyone could do that. Or it means those two are wrong. All right? yeah, you know, right. Speaking of wrong, there is something that I've never been more right about. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, the greatest heavyweight boxer of all time. Standing at six foot nine, and on Saturday, he'll beat the fuck out of a man named Dillian White. Ladies and gentlemen, your WBC heavyweight champion of the world, the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury! Back on my favorite show. How's he hanging, boys? Long and loose and full of juice. That's right. It's fight week, Tyson. How we feeling? How do you feel on Tuesday here a few days before the fight? I'm feeling absolutely fucking fantastic. Can't wait to smash the fuck out of Dylan White's face. Okay, quick question. I heard he didn't make the public workout today. He didn't make it to the press conference. What's this all about? Is he scared to see you? Do you think he's transforming his body? He doesn't want you to see him? His ass is flapping like that. Uh, (laughs) His asshole's twitching now, boys. Uh, What's this camp been like, Tyson? What has it been like looking forward to it? I know whenever we talked to you last time as this was getting kind of launched and you were going into fight camp, there was conversations of, is this going to be your last fight? Is it not going to be your last fight? You're enjoying this entire process. What has the camp yeah. been like, and how do you feel you are right now? Camp's been really good. Um, no complaints from me. I'm in absolutely fantastic shape. You know me, fat as ever, ready to <laughs> rock and roll. Look here, I'm in great shape. Heavyweight camp, people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you may say you may look like that, or you 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 act like it's a joke. But do you ever get tired? It seems like you legit don't get tired when you're boxing. I'm like the Duracell bunny, baby. I just keep going. <laughs> look at this graphic, though. We have a graphic that our guy Dirty made, and you have him in basically every single stat that seems to matter in the fight game. Obviously, we just saw the slim in tone, 277 pounds, 85-inch reach over to a 78-inch reach, 247-pound uh, guy. You're just, isn't this, 
Now, I don't want to talk too much shit because he's obviously a great fighter. He's getting an opportunity at the championship. 94,000 tickets sold at Wembley to see you wow. do your thing. Tyson, 94, yeah. that's huge. What is this? I mean, this is this is one of your... This feels like a... You should kill this guy, right? Is this how we're all feeling in this type of thing? You know what it is? It's a very uh, tough fight. Dylan White's a good fighter. He's ranked number one in the world by the WBC. He's the number one ranked challenger. Um, he's only had two losses in his 30-odd fights. Um, not underestimating him, but like you say, I'm definitely going to make mince meat to this guy for sure. Um, he's no different to all the guys I fought before. Um, dangerous, big, big heavyweight with big power. But they all have been. And they've all wanted to do the same thing. They wanted to punch this good-looking face right in. Bam, bam, bam. But they never could do it. They still can't do it today. So I'm just going to prove yet again that I am the top dog in this division. Well, we can't wait to watch on Saturday. The pay-per-view begins at 2 p.m. Eastern. I uh, can't wait to dive in and watch it. Whenever you think about this fight, uh, and I know, you, and I, I mentioned it there, I alluded to it, and we're only a couple of days away, so I don't ever think about your future because you got to handle your business right now. But there's yeah. everybody talking about your future seems to be a massive conflicting reports. Have you even thought about it, or is this everybody speculating about you from the outside of your camp looking in? I think us three, as familiar faces, we know what I'm going to do when I retire. What did I tell you last time? Oh, yeah, you're going to booze and then uh, I think beat the shit out of your penis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to get fucked. <laughs> what all good men should be doing. Have you thought about that, though? Is this going to be your last fight, or is that all speculation from outside looking in? You know, this is what I've said. I've said this is going to be my final fight, and um, I'm going to have to get those uh, rookie numbers of seven times a day up to 57 <laughs> times a day while I'm not, uh, not active boxing anymore. And we'll see where we can go with that, where we can take that. Okay, so this thing has to, this can't go to the judges because I saw that there's no British judges allowed for this fight, whatever that means. There's going to be other judges from other places. How many, yeah. is that even a thought to you? No, you're trying to end this thing. I'm trying to end this thing inside the distance. Um, I'm trying to get him out of there from round one to round 12, wherever it happens in whatever round we're going to do the business and uh, get straight to the bar. My, my, in my vision, I just want to knock this sucker out, not even watch him hit the floor. Leave the ring without being announced the winner and go straight to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, have you been super disciplined in this fight camp? Obviously, that's why you want to get to the bar. How's the dieting been? I mean, you still got your gut. You still got your size. But how dialed yeah. in it? What has camp been like here on a daily it, basis? It's been pretty good. George. George. Here. I bring my nutritionist into this. He can tell you. Hey, who'd have thought it? The Gypsy King's got a nutritionist. Let's go. It's 2022. 2022. Tyson Fury with a nutritionist. 2022. Hey, George. Hey, hey, hey what's going what's on, George? On, guys? Hey, George. Hey, what's he been eating? Anything different this fight? What are we uh, making him a full machine like? Oh, man. It's simple. Uh, red meat, salmon, I mean, chicken, just wholesome food, man. But we did it for 15 weeks this time, so... He's in freaking great shape. How many calories a day? How many calories a day? I know you look so good. Look how good you look. How many calories a day, George? I think it's around about four thousand calories a day. I think I'm on. How many? How many training uh, times a day? Twice a day. Cardio one, spar the other, or both? Yeah, cardio one, uh, boxing the other, and then it'll be weights one, boxing the other. Always boxing, but varies between cardio and weights on your opposite days.
Hey, at this stage of the game, obviously 32 fights, 31 wins, one draw, the greatest heavyweight of all time in everybody's eyes. Are you still getting better? Are you working on things for this specific? We are trying. We're trying to get better and better every single time. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but you should see this old dog work in the gym, working on new tricks do you every single day. Do you watch film on this guy or no? Not really. You know, all these guys do pretty much the same thing. Um, they're all going to try and punch me in the face, punch me in the belly. But it's my, it's my uh, job not to let that happen. Oh, that's amazing. Go ahead, Ty. Tyson, are every single one of your fight camps like exactly the same? You kind of said how all these guys are doing the same thing, and you're obviously supremely confident. But like, do you, will you do anything different going in or like training-wise? Are you just doing the same thing every, before every single fight? No, we do different stuff at different times. Uh, for this one, we've been doing a lot of um, golf practicing, hitting the balls like 250 yards, 300 yards. Me and my trainer, Sugar Hill, we've been out on the driving range a lot, um, shooting 100 balls like every other day uh, to try and build that power up on the, the rotation of the hips. But that's a training secret. Not a lot of people know about that. But actually, swinging that golf club improves your um, force of your punch speed. Did you get that from Canelo? Nope, never got it from Canelo. Um, <laughs> we just thought it would help, you know, hitting the ball, driving it farther and farther, trying to get it as far as you can. Uh, I do see Canelo plays a little bit of golf, but I don't actually play the golf so much these days. But I've been knocking them balls a long way. <laughs> hey, any of the other high-level box? Do you talk to any other high-level boxers while you're training or going through? Is that something that happens in the boxing world? Yeah, or, yeah? yeah, yeah. You speak to guys, yeah. What do you get? Do you try to get some things out of people? Do people ask you for stuff? I assume that's something yeah. that a lot of people come to you for. People, are, people really want to know about the masturbation uh, <laughs> from me. That's what they mainly want to know. And I read an article recently that this doctor guy, he did like uh, research on it. And he said it actually helps with with endurance and it would work so yeah 10 points for me brownie points hey look at oh, you yeah. you're ahead of the goddamn game you were a social experiment to yourself became world champion and said hey doctors why don't you look into this slami beating <laughs> <laughs> you're still doing that though to this day you're seven times a day yeah, i'm still seven times a day oh dylan's got no fucking <laughs> no shot, shot. <laughs> no shot this seven guy. times a day hey and extras on a sunday <laughs> Night before, you sleep like a baby, night before the fight? I sleep like an absolute baby. What's the A lot of people don't. A lot of people are up all night. They wake up early. Um, but me, I sleep like a baby. I try and sleep in until about 10, 10 a.m. Roll downstairs, have a full American breakfast, oh. steak, eggs. Oh. Oof. Casual, huh? You're just super calm before the fight, huh? Super calm, relaxed, having a good time. Yeah, super calm, you know, changing room, we've got music on in there, you see me dancing, singing songs, we're going to go out and party, we'll go out and have fun, this is what we worked hard for, to enjoy the night. Uh, at what stage were you, because you said you came into the world basically boxing, at what stage did you get to the mental where it's like, hey, this is fun, as opposed to like nerve-wracking, which I assume everybody that fights you is scared to fucking death? Yeah, um, it, it became... As easy as it is for me now, around about 10 years ago, I think it was like, it's a buildup of ultimate confidence and the victories that keep coming and coming and coming. So now I'm just enjoying every day at the office, office, um, like you guys, you guys look like you have an absolute ball at your job. I do at mine. I actually have great time in the corner in between rounds, joking, messing around. Hey, you, you keep your head moving 
at all times. And I think I told you this the last time we talked to you. I didn't know of your existence until recently, and I'm fucking pissed about it, especially <laughs> because you're retiring. But you're like, you're an electrifying fighter, and you're always moving for how big you are. You seem to have more energy. Is that all day you're working like that? Are you naturally a fidgety guy, or is that an actual... Yeah, that, that's usually just- not motion, though. <laughs> <laughs> All fighting, you just boxing like that. But you, you do seem to move at all times. You, you never get tired. It's a, it's a real phenomenon to watch. I think your one on one will be forever. Yeah, it's. Um, it's I think it's like a natural built-in uh, big lung capacity where I'm able to keep going and not get so tired like the rest of the guys. And like I say, I don't have a lot of muscle on me, so muscle um, eats up your oxygen levels in your body. So mine's uh, instead of muscle, I've got a lot of fat. <laughs> So the fat takes less oxygen than the muscle. So people should try it. They should try coming in fat rather than muscular. Yeah, Dylan, come on. Come on, Dylan, come on. Get fat. Stop working out. Get a little fatter. John Daly also said you can't pull fat. So, I mean, that's an amazing thing. You're always more healthy. Go ahead, Tone. Uh, Tyson, does it mean more that it's in Wembley and not in Vegas or somewhere else in the U.S. now that you're you're back on your turf? You know, I love um, Las Vegas. It's been a home to me for the last four years. It's been absolutely fantastic uh, working out there and fighting there and topping the bill. But, you know, Wembley Stadium is is probably one of the biggest stadiums in the world. Um, Massive crowd, biggest crowd since uh, pre-World War, um, uh, 94,000 people. So it's absolutely fantastic to be in the capital city of England and sold out 94,000. And Ticketmaster said that. Here was their quote. Tyson Fury is a rock star. He could have sold out three Wembley stadiums. Man, that has to feel good. Doesn't that have to feel good to people love you? It feels great, you know, it feels great. But it hasn't always been like this. I had to go away, earn me dues, work over in America, and come back as a folk hero to the UK. Well, I'm happy and proud that you did. I think you should be proud that you did as well, man. A fucking great story. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Tyson, if you're going straight to the bar after the fight, are we not going to get any singing in the ring after, or are we going to get that probably later on when you're enjoying a few pops? You will definitely get me to sing in the ring. I'm going (laughs) to sing with 94,000 people. I've got to sing them a song. But then I will be going to the bar and getting absolutely shit-faced. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the legendary tales. And I know, speaking of legendary tales, Gloves Off, the autobiography of Tyson Fury comes out in November. How was that yeah. whole process? Pretty retrospective? Looking inside it's, it's, a lot? It's been good because I already did two books before. I did the autobiography, Behind the Mask, and then I did um, the other one, which was a fitness book, and like a mental health book. But this one's like a tweaking of them all, and it goes real deep into the life and what it's the like in the life of a champion and all that stuff so it's been a lot of work and effort's gone into that uh, third book well we can't wait to read it and we're very appreciative of your everything you've sacrificed by the way for our entertainment can't wait to watch on saturday hey let's knock that guy out huh yeah. let's go out over the yeah. back yeah let's go beat our dicks yeah pow i masturbated seven times a day for this one <laughs> boom I'm going to hit him with the right hand, the masturbation arm. <laughs> Boom, like a bionic arm. Uh, you're the best. We appreciate you. Good luck on Saturday. Listen, guys, always, always love the show. Big respect to everybody and keep doing what you're doing. I love the show. Great, great conversations. Can't wait to have some pints with you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, All the best. Tyson the Fury. The are on me when I'm back. Okay, all right, all right. You got it. Okay, you got it. Cheers. Good luck out there. Now we're getting a chance to learn even more about former New York Giants head coach. This man 
was hired as a head coach of an NFL program. And we all know how the head coaching cycle goes nowadays with the hiring, the interviews, who gets picked, how people get picked. Are they a guru? Are they incredibly high football IQ? How's the resume? Everything that allegedly goes into the process. This guy somehow became the head coach of the New York football giants when Eli fucking Manning was their quarterback, who's a Hall of Famer, he actually benched Eli Manning for Geno Smith, West Virginia guy, not a good spot to go in for Geno Smith. They almost lost their entire fan base. He inevitably puts Eli back, gets fired. Eli goes back. Now, he's back in the NFL. Offense coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. And he did a press conference earlier today. His hair looked fantastic. And his words were majestic. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben McAdoo. And you look at Sam as your starting quarterback? Sam is our starting quarterback, yes. One minute, 37 seconds later. You know, one of the things I've been working on is being better talking to you people. So, you know, announcing the starting quarterback here, I just put my foot in the mouth. So I, that wasn't something I should have said. Legend. That is amazing. Listen, somebody just gave me a wave. <laughs> In the back of the room. Yeah. And it was like, Sam Darnold's a starting quarterback? Get the fuck out of here. Uh, one thing I've been trying to work on. <laughs> what a series of events. That's a Western Pennsylvania guy there, McAdoo. Yeah. And things like this, with the way his name is, okay? The way it's pronounced. Little C. Big A. Uh, you know, that is kind of the Scottish accent uh, of the way it's pronounced. It's not Mick, like others would say, because it's a... A vowel immediately after, uh, or a letter, a capital letter immediately after. I believe it's for you get whatever the mm -hmm. case. Macadoofus, people say. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, that's what people say about this guy because they kind of have to whenever things like this happen. And he says stuff like that. Now, does that mean his football IQ is bad, AJ? Because every time he speaks, it sounds like an idiot speaking. Or is it just whenever he's speaking publicly, he's not comfortable doing so? So we should give him a little bit more of a balance of like, hey, this guy's an idiot. You know, like a lot of people think. <laughs> which I don't, but I think a lot of people do. You might have to give him a little bit of leeway, I guess. I don't know. I mean, his hair looks great, if nothing else. Like, hey, at least my hair looks legit, right? Great. And who was telling him not to announce Sam Darnold as a starter? Was that the business people who are trying to trade for somebody? Why does that right matter, now? though? Does that matter? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it because of trade? They want to trade stuff. They still want to talk about that. Is it because another quarterback that's there? They want to maybe make them think that they can compete for it. Who was the one that told him, like... You fucking. <laughs> you know, who did that? That is, what this is why. That's why we don't see coaches speak that often. We only see head coaches. Yeah, not everybody's polished. You know, people have to speak like once a, a week. A lot of coaches don't like. You know, you know a ton of the majority of coaches do not want to speak to the media. Now, I think that's changing with like younger people coming into the league, but the old guard, like they have no desire usually to speak to the media. I think the younger coaches understand the value of like being liked as a person. That's huge. And you're also recruiting the whole time, too, for yes. potential job people that could hire you and also players. Like, hey, I remember seeing that guy. Like, he seems cool in interviews, and all of a sudden he's a head coach someday. Yeah, it's not just for the fans. It's also, like, professionally as well. Other coaches wanting to come coach with you in your place. I've had coaches text me after listening to a coach on the show saying, hey, I would love to go coach with that guy right there with how he acts on your show and the conversation he has. But players, that's a big time in free agency now that it feels like it's a recruiting era. I forget who said it. It might have been – was it – it was maybe somebody on the internet, maybe somebody here – 
Might have been in text with Coach JB that me and AJ Hawk <laughs> are in. I forget, but people are viewing like the free agency thing almost as the transfer portal. Like if guys don't like where they're at, they don't like where the money's at, they're like, all right, I want out of here. I'm going to keep it moving. And that's the transfer portal model where, you know, you get a scholarship to a place. You don't like the way it's going for whatever reason. It might be personal reasons. You don't like the coach. It might have been that you were lied to. Happens a lot in recruiting. Might have been that you're not playing. Whatever the reason, you just decide, oh, I'm going to get up and I'm going to leave. Where in the past, people would have to battle through that, kind of live through the suck that they have, maybe battle and maybe find out it's not for them or whatever. It's kind of an evolving situation for certain, no matter how you view it. But that is interesting that now it feels like players are able to say and pick and choose where they want to be and how they want to be. Now, whenever you announce for a trade and it doesn't work out, are you on the wrong end of it? Like the guys that are sitting in the transfer portal. For instance, Baker Mayfield, whenever he said, uh, I want to be traded, and then the Browns come out and say, uh, excuse me, you, we don't care. And then him saying, no, I want to be traded. Uh, they think we have gone too far. We don't think the relationship is mendable. And the Browns come out again and say, hey, whoo, ha, whoo, we don't care. Okay, we are not trading you. Then they sign a guy to $230 million guaranteed the next day at the same position. And then they follow up saying we might need him to be there. It's just like, I think there's upside to it. And I think there's downside to it. There's a lot of dudes sitting in transfer portal. And like, at what point do you think guys know who can be who they uh, can afford to be, know whether or not they can be the one demanding the trade in the new deal and everything like that? It's a, it's a weird situation. Kyler with the Cardinals, weird situation. There's just a lot of that. Well, you, you got to it right there at the end when you said be who you can afford to be. That's, that's so true. It's something you always say. you got to know if you have some leverage. You can't be demanding a trade if there's not a whole lot of demand for your services. So, like, that's just – there's different ways to go about it. I don't know what's right or wrong ever, but what the hell is going to happen to Baker Mayfield and where is he going to play? And is he going to be a starter? Well, that's why the McAdoo thing is interesting because he said Sam's going to be our starter. So that would make mm. us feel like, okay, so they're out on Baker Mayfield because yeah. they already got Sam's contract. Because they Well, no, either way, though, it'd be fine to say Sam's a starter and they still all of a sudden they acquire Baker and like, well, things have changed. Yeah, so we lied. What he fuck? Who cares? Accumulation. That's what we do all the fucking time, dude. People yeah. lie all the time because what is happening right now is not the same as what's going to be happening two weeks from now. The world changes, game changes, and we feel like different things happen behind the scenes that nobody knows that make us tell you that. Although we said with absolute certainty just three days ago that this thing would happen, it is certainly not happening now with new evidence that made us think, "Oh, this is a fucking terrible decision." But that happens all the time in these press conferences. Never have we seen it one minute and thirty seconds. Thirty seven <laughs> no. seconds. Later, you know, never. When did he know? It. When did he realize? I, there had to be, I wish we could see the full clip because obviously that just came across our timeline and we fucking, you know, as soon as we see that, we can't help. Everybody laughed. It was probably the PR yeah, yes. person. You know, like you, you talk about the Colts PR people. The PR person, I'm sure, was talking to Ben before he got up there. Hey, you know, they're probably going to hit you about this. Talk about this. You know, just, just so you have an idea. And then McAdoo probably looked over and saw their PR person. The person just kind of looking right at him like, all right, well. Was that at the very beginning of the of the thing too? What if, what if he's writing notes and hold up signs? Yeah. What if what if he looked over there and there was just a uh, just that like holding up the and then McAdoo's like giving an answer. Get McAdoo's giving an answer and he's like, what? And they're like. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> right a whole nother thing. Starter. <laughs> yes. Not start. Like holding up in the back of the room. And then how do they relay the message to him? Because do we see him look off camera in this yeah, press conference? Or is it him actually remembering mm -hmm. in an, while he's giving an answer that, oh, fuck, I've already told them who the starting quarterback is. Because he might have been in like a, I want everybody to compete. 
I want everybody to feel as if they're the starter. And then at all positions, you know, that's why, you know, fuck. I already told him Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah. Did that happen or did somebody have to tell him? I'm intrigued by that. because I, that, think, it, I think in his own head he realized it. Uh, maybe. Who knows? All right. He had to know coming in they are going to ask a lot of questions about the quarterback position. Yeah, and McAdoo said, do you see this hair, baby? I'm going to come slinging in there. All right, I'm be slinging. Look at that guy. Yeah, wow. Sure. What flow. It looks good, dude, doesn't he? Hey, he, yeah. loves, he loves Pittsburgh. Western Pennsylvania guy. Yep, for sure. Western Pennsylvania guy. Let's go to, um, <laughs> let's go to some other. He is Western. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Western PA, but not that far west. Some like Central? Closer to Central. I don't think so. I think he's pretty Western Pennsylvania. I Western think. PA. Isn't he? Indiana PA, which is about 45 minutes east of Pittsburgh. It's a little bit out there. We had to play them in, uh, that's where IUP is, Indiana University yeah. of Pennsylvania. Mm. <sighs> Maybe an hour. Even. That place. Is that IUPUI? No, no, I, no that's, that's Indiana University, Purdue University of Indiana. That's downtown <laughs> here. So weird. No, it's both the schools coming together. There's actually yeah. a couple really. Purdue has like a, maybe a high-end business school here. And then Indiana has like a high-end, like some maybe pharmacy thing Nursing, here. I think. Yeah, Nursing. Yeah, it's, well, John Mellencamp for sure, Donner. Born and raised small town. Mellencamp Pavilion, I believe their indoor facility, named after him. At IU? It was back in the day. I'm Obviously, I don't know if it is anymore. Why? Anyways, McAdoo's definitely Western Pennsylvania guy. <laughs> and with that being said, I hope he has success. But it feels like that Carolina Panthers staff knows that they're probably fucked at the end of this year. Yeah, it seems yeah. like it's not crazy to think that Matt Rule told him to do this. He was like, hey, listen, I've been taking it on the shins. All right, I need you to go out there and fucking put your foot in your mouth right away. Okay. <laughs> And I, got I, to, I can do that. Hey, was it to take uh, attention away from the owner backing out there of their uh, what their new stadium or the new facility? Okay, let's talk about it. So the Carolina Panthers in a town in Carolina agreed to terms on bringing a new facility to the town. Now that town would then benefit from it because a massive facility would be built. Be hey, the, hold on, a quick. Was this a stadium or their their facility? Uh, I don't Indoor know. Headquarters. Facility. I think it was their head. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if okay. it was a stadium. It was just the headquarters Correct. facility. Yeah. So that would be the home of the Panthers. Blah blah blah. They come to a deal. How much will the town pay for? How much will the Carolina Panthers pay for? Carolina Panthers, owned by Tepper, the richest owner in the NFL, the only owner in the NFL to crack the top 10 of the wealthiest professional sports team's owners. So he's the wealthiest by far. It is a whole different thing. Businessman, though, obvious. Bet on himself, I believe, the guy, numerous times and found his wealth as opposed to being born into it. So I think there's a lot of respect amongst you know people for the way he has done his thing. And he's... He is spiteful, it does appear, yeah, in yeah. some of his Wikipedia stories where he will buy people who have maybe slighted him in the past house, tear it down, and build a house double the size just to kind of do that type of thing. So he had an agreement with the town. Rock Hill, I believe, is what I it was it. called. Rock Hill uh, is the town. There was an agreement on how much the town would pay and how much the Panthers would pay, and the town didn't put up their uh, end of the bargain, whatever was due. Then the Panthers told them, you have 30 days to do this once it was already delinquent. Those 30 days had passed, and now the Carolina Panthers have canceled the agreement with the town for the facility, and they will re-examine relationships everywhere. Whatever the case, people aren't going to care about Tepper saying, like, because he's the richest dude in the NFL, uh, people aren't going to ever have him be babyface. But Tepper said, I'll be goddamned if you make a deal with me and you don't fucking hold up your end of the bargain. I will shut this whole fucking thing down. I do not care about Rock Hill, North Carolina, or wherever the fuck this is, AJ. Well, I, I want to know, like, 
have they already started building it? Is there like part of the structure in place already, and then they backed out, or what? They broke ground on I this b- facility. I believe because we reported on it a year. I think they had like the ribbon ceremony, and I believe pictures that I saw today there. There was some definite like there's definitely work going on. Hey, but yeah, the last like month they stopped the work, right? Like he, mm-hmm. they hadn't been working, and now they backed out. Like that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff that's already been done, but I assume that's from the Panthers' end of payment, and they're probably looking for their payment back. Oh, they'll figure it out. Who owns the land? Do the Panthers still own the land? Are they going to sell it? Are they going to redo it? Are they going to have to rebuild it because they've already started up on something? Is it in the middle of town? And here's a lot of questions that have to go on. And it seems like the Panthers couldn't even get a, a hold of the, the council if you look at the 30-day, hey, you have 30 days and never heard back from it. Well, when we talk about these structures that get built for like the Olympics and stuff, I assume there's already 500 to 600 homeless people that have just moved into this half-built building. Oh, yeah. and that there's no way they can do anything. Cutter's changing that. You see Cutter? What? Qatar, Qatar, wherever the your World Cup is, they built a stadium with like shipping containers that they can take down, I guess, when it's done. What? I saw something about it, yeah. Is that the one that has the air conditionings in them? I don't think it is, but they show like all these shipping containers on the outside of the thing and they act like they could like take it down and put it up somewhere else or something. So is uh, is Qatar not going to have any stadiums after this? How many people, you know, were you know, What's that? I mean, a lot of people yeah. passed away building those. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. why, though? this is why they had to do that. They just brought, he, one guy's going to operate a forklift, and he's going to pick up the shipping containers and move them because we have 18,000 dead people underneath that other Jesus. stadium. Jesus. It also, is. It's I like mean, it's, 200 degrees down there, right? Yeah, big time. No, is there's it, no way that's accurate. It's very hot is what I'm saying. It's yeah. Like oh, yeah it's, 200 degrees. Is this I the World cool. Cup, or is this a fucking you know, third and fourth grade soccer tournament on the weekend? What's We're building going on? stadiums out of fucking shipping containers? Are you kidding me? Are the toilet seat boys running this thing? Yeah, oh, no kidding. What do we got? We got poopy fingernails, dude. What is going on with the FIFA, okay? The soccer Lombardi <laughs> is coming home no matter what. Shipping container stadium, yeah. we need to go win in. Hell yeah. Damn right. Okay? But when it comes, when the soccer Lombardi's home and the soccer Lombardi tournament is home, wait till you see what we do for oh the soccer Lombardi. Oh, my God. The amount of respect we're going to show it that Hell FIFA yeah. clearly isn't showing the soccer <laughs> Lombardi with this entire process. I do like all the air conditionings, though, that they're putting in all those stadiums. Smart. Are they going to be in every stadium? Because this is something, if they're not going to be in every stadium, I mean, how do they pick and choose? Because I feel like what is the cutoff temperature-wise for the air-conditioned stadiums and the non-air-conditioned stadiums? That's a good point. I can guarantee you we're not going to be playing in air-conditioned stadiums. No. United States? No, not a chance. Because we're the favorites have, all of a sudden. Have we, ever won? have we ever won this tournament? No, no, it's coming home, though. Yeah, should have won a couple years ago. Yeah, We've we never won, rocked. really, the World Cup? No, no, we actually do. No, nope. But the women's team has a lot. All, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. All of them. We win all of them. Over Why are the women's so much better than the guys right now? Well, because they're fucking a talented group. Yeah. Hey, that program from little kids all the way through, very, very good. Good coaching, good everything. I mean, it is solid it. all the way soccer, through. The soccer culture is great. You know, you played, but the, like my daughter, she's 11. The soccer culture is nuts. There's also no WNFL. Yeah, because a lot of the people say that our best athletes don't play soccer. They play, uh, you know, football or basketball or baseball. I hear the same thing about boxing, too. Or hockey. Women's hockey team, very talented. Yeah. And (laughs) women's basketball team, I believe. Very very talented, Mm -hmm. yeah. Softball. Softball's very good. I would like the world to admit, though, and I apologize for cutting you off there, but I would (laughs) like the world to admit that you guys do know that if – you know, yeah. if it was LeBron playing goalie, oh. you know what I mean? Odell Beckham playing striker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Tyreek Hill 
playing outside mid, maybe. LeBron mm-hmm. ain't stopping a fucking shot from Harry Kane. All right. Yeah, right. Dude's six foot eight. Okay. <laughs> Dude's six foot eight. He's faster than everybody. And he's gonna then he have to move. He's going to throw it into yeah. the He goal. might do it insufferably, but he's going to do it. And if you teach him how to drop <laughs> kick, I mean, he'll be able to fucking run through mm-hmm. one of those. He'll, he'll be able to go fucking... Box the box probably yeah. every yeah. single time if you wanted to. Kelsey center back right next to AQ Shipley. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> come on. Further to your point, Pat, uh, LeBron, OBJ, those, those star-studded athletes uh, would absolutely not play in a dump like this Qatar stadium that no. they built out of shipping. Oh, out. really? They would throw a fit. Christian Pulisic should. Whoa. What is that? I mean, what the fuck? That's, That's what I told you about. Cool. You zoom in on that? Oh, no. It looks like a parking garage, right? Yeah. So what's in the containers? Why are they even there? You know what's in the uh, yeah. containers. Possibly dead bodies. Why are they? Oh, what? No. You know what's in the containers. The dead bodies of all the people who worked on the stadiums. Is that misinformation? Why are they there? Is it just a garage? It's where they I don't know. Are these like so individual they, suites? Are they trying to de- decorate it so you don't see the back of the bleachers? Keep the Lamborghini. If you're a fan, how do you go into the inside that stadium? Looks inside nice. looks fucking real nice. It's really nice. I go in there, man. I need SPF 100, though. They're going to cover they're gonna <laughs> I am going to get burnt. <laughs> cover that, that roof. We should go to... There's no way they got roofs, right? Do they? That's only Stadium 974. That's the only one. Uh, so the containers are actually empty. They, just, they use them to ship all the materials to build the stadium. Smart building. So yeah, they're being really smart. Yeah. This is like the uh, the bin place. Uh, you, who loves bins or baskets or whatever the hell? The container store. The container oh, store. Yeah. yeah. This is how the container store would stack this fucking yeah. thing. They'd That's have smart. it all up underneath the thing. Bum 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 bum. Really smart. Block out the bleachers. They'll probably put a tarp over it. It'll look like it's a wall. You uh, you pull the tarp back. Bang! It's actually a bunch of empty, ugly, disgusting, rusted <laughs> out. Fucking cargo things. This is Mickey Mouse, not my World Cup. Nope. No, this is talking the buddy. Maybe we choose not to win this one. Yeah. How about it? Mm, seriously. <laughs> for- Maybe we choose not to win the fucking yep. shipping container soccer Lombardi. Yeah, no Don't thing. hate it. Maybe not even go. No, well, you didn't go to the last one. You should go to this one. All right, God. Okay. Two times in 400 years, Come Canada. Does well, Canada done. have a team, Goomp? Yeah, we made it, dude. First time since 86. Jeez. Wow. Congratulations, by the way. There you go. You guys should be better. Well... They say that about, you know, I'm, I mean, our curling team, also the Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, that's thing. right. No big deal. Was that two gold medals ago? That was two Olympics ago. Yeah, yeah but still. Got we, a gold. You guys in, we got in bronze this last year, dude. I had a couple of those curling guys wanted to come on, actually. Really? Curling yeah, Matty no, Hamilton? The people that, the guy that, I think the last Olympics that dressed the curling team, a guy I know, his whatever, yeah. His name is Curling, curling Matty Hamilton. Hamilton. He was the guy with the hair and the mullet yeah. and mm-hmm. six shoes. Sweet tats. Yeah, he was awesome. He was really cool. I think he did this Olympics too, but this Olympics was Fugues. It yeah. was. Just like the soccer Lombardi that we're choosing not to win now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm happy <laughs> we've made that decision. We'll win the next one. All right, Gump, tell the soccer community that the soccer Lombardi is safe from the United States for at least another four years because we don't want to win the shipping container 5,000 soccer yeah. Lombardi. Win it just, at home, 2026. Yeah, it'll just mean oh, more yeah. when it's on home turf, too. One? Oh, where is it? It's here. here. And, and Canada and, and Mexico. Is it still in Mexico? Yeah. Oh, that's the one that we can't play in Washington, right? Correct. Yeah, yes. the poopy pipes, but poopy they're playing pipes. in Qatar with cargo shipping containers. <laughs> Thank you, FIFA, for standing up for yourself. Yeah, jeez. Thank you. That's very, very nice of you guys. It says a lot about fucking that stadium in D.C. Yeah, they're playing the cargo in the middle of the exactly. desert and have to add a bunch of air conditionings to even keep it livable in there, let alone worth the World Cup. They will not play at FedEx Field. Yeah, those games can't are do it. the world, though. 
What's that? Those games I will probably be at Jerry World and Allegiant Stadium. Oh, and Lucas Oil. Lucas oh, Oil. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Incredible. Yeah. SoFi. Yeah. Oh, SoFi on those streets. I'd go watch Yeah. I would, too. I almost want to go to Qatar. Let's do it. This show is brought to you by the best ticket app on planet Earth and the moon. That was pretty good. Hey, that was really good there. Corey Gray. I feel like, yeah, very cool. We did it eight yeah. times before the show started. Yeah, so. well, you guys practice a little bit? Yeah, yeah a little bit. Just to get it down. Come a little louder on the ooh, you know. Yeah. Who's directing that in uh, when it's happening? Are you a director? Some, sometimes. Sometimes Diggs will take the reins. Sometimes yep. Connor will. Yeah, who has the golden ear? You know what I mean? Because who knows what we need to hear and what we don't True. need to hear. Does anybody ever say no, not a good moon drop there? Or? Yeah, well, sometimes AJ. You he'll FaceTime in just because he has like the outside perspective. Do you guys practice any other words like boom or anything else like that? Or is it always what? moon? Uh, moon. Why, Sometimes why, 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 why. drop the N and just yeah. moon. How come Gumpy doesn't get in on the moon chant? That seems like something. You know, that's like moon. right in his. Yeah. It's right that, down his alley. That's right yeah. the standard back there. SeatGeek, the greatest ticket buying pl- uh, app <laughs> on planet Earth and <laughs> the, the moon. Not as much enthusiasm on that one. Yeah. I like Gumpy. Kind of really feel like coming yeah. crescendo. Yeah, we thought it was Gumpy. like harmony. We didn't rehearse with Gumpy, so that's why it was. Uh, mm-hmm. Something to think about, though. Let's go to a break. Let's come back. Right. Okay. Can I put a. Can you put a. Uh, just the name of the show on. Bumper. All right, ready? We know Gump doesn't do sound check. All right, we're in commercial break right now, please. <laughs> and. Hey, welcome back to the show. Today's video is sponsored by the best ticket buying app on planet Earth and the moon. The moon. That was going a little early on you, AJ. Okay, maybe it's the delay because you're in yeah. Ohio. OH. What about it? I <laughs> this is your weekly reminder that listeners of this show and watchers of this show get 10% off at the link in our description here at youtube.com forward slash the UPAT McAfee show. The NBA playoffs are here. The NHL playoffs are coming up. Baseball is rolling and there's concerts happening all over the place. Oh, yeah. And with public mask mandates gone, we beat COVID. Get ah. out there and live a little. Oh, Bingo. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that we COVID's not going to exist anymore like that. Yeah, We're yeah. just saying that life being infringed upon mightily by that son of a bitch COVID <laughs> seems to be in our rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. Get out and live a little with our friends at SeatGeek. You get 10% off whenever you use the link in the description, whether you shopped at SeatGeek before or not. Uh, SeatGeek seating chart will make sure you're getting the best value for uh, your buck every single time. Just hit the link in the description next time you buy some tickets. You won't get catfished. They have like a scale on there, whether or not it's a good value for the ticket or a bad value for the ticket. They'll even let you know, like, hey, if you need the ticket, here it is. But it's not a great price versus where you can get it from somewhere else because they have uh, AI that scans the entire internet and lets you know what you're That's doing. That's right. Next level. Shot SeatGeek, our, f- our first ever partner, by the way, SeatGeek. Old ticket yeah. stooch. I won six bucks yesterday. Let's go. In the Grand good. Slam Championship. Took me like 25, 30 minutes to do that, though. You really passed time on there. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. very fun. On that FanDuel face-off. You can, you can disappear in there and be an hour later. Oh, shit, I just played Grand Slam Championship. And if you accidentally hit a triple... When you have the bases loaded, oh. it is devastating. Fuck. It is devastating, AJ, on this Grand Slam championship. You mean because you didn't hit a Grand Slam? Yeah. yeah. That's the point of the game. You need the Grand Slam. You need the a Grand Slam. triple still gives you three runs. Yeah, yeah but it's not about runs. 20 points, runs are one point. Grand Slam, 20 points. Double points Grand Slam, oh. which you can pick up with the 2X, 
40 points. That's where you need to live. Damn. Yeah. And if Hell you game yeah. it right, hit a couple homers in a row, and then you get those power-ups, you can get you can have a 50, 55-point grand slam. Really? Oh, do, yeah. Do homers bring power-ups? What do you mean? What no, do you mean? No, no. Oh, okay, okay. They're random. No. Power-ups are random. Okay, okay. Cool. But a lot of people have been saying, oh, I just need to hit a homer every time. It's not the strategy. No, that is not the no, strategy. Grand yeah, slam. Yeah. Single, single, single. Grand, grand slam. slam. Single, single, single. Grand, grand slam. slam. Oh. Single, single, single. Uh, grand slam. slam. Now you have a grand slam streak. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and they so help you. So instead of getting, yeah, 20, 20 you're, yeah, you got a turkey, you got a 25-point grand slam. Correct. And then you're hoping that you're getting the power-up so you can get a 45 yeah, to 50-point yeah. grand Jeez. slam. Did you hear what we just learned right there? There are those types of sharks floating around that grand slam water. You need to know that, too. You can think you had a good round. And some good gambler comes through and takes 60 cents from you with a fucking 390 or something like that. That's right. How is that? You, how, you're, you're scoring in the 300? So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 400 plus is my high. Jeez. Like, can you compare that to somebody? Like, what's a normal person? I got 245 last night. Pretty pumped about it. And Ty's getting 400? Yeah. I rarely will get below 300. Jeez. I've never touched 300. <laughs> so there are, there's probably people getting 800 then, right? No. no. I've, I've seen some 450s, though. Really? Oh yeah, four fifty, four seventy five. How many ground know. slams are they here? That's what I'm That's wondering because I don't get power ups anymore. Really, like they've basically oh they're gaming you. A yeah, they've gamed Jesus. my account. It's like okay, well, hell, you want a fucking extra five seconds? Here you go. I'm not seeing very many double multipliers anymore. Well, congratulations. Need a double multiplier. Yeah, four hundred. Welcome back down to earth, dude. No, I know. I'm at stop playing. I lost like hundred bucks the other night. <laughs> I lost like thirty five games in a row. You were waiting for the yeah. When's this coming back? Exactly. No, and I was did. putting up some good scores too. I was like, okay, that. I mean, I should, I should win with that. Boom. How do you know if you're 500. playing against a real person, not a computer? Well, they got a reg. It's got to be regulated, right? Uh-huh. They got. Yeah. We just have to trust it from everything that we've heard. Mm-hmm. We should. That's like the sports book has to be regulated so much. Boom, boom. Yeah, there's crazy regulations. Yeah, I know they can't mess with that. Yeah, it's real. That's real shit, I guess. That's what happened with the online gambling with all those, like, oh, yeah. some mm-hmm. professional poker players got in big trouble, didn't they? Because they could see what was coming or they knew things. Well, I don't. Oh, that happened? I didn't know that. That happened? Oh, yeah. Back, like, with the whole poker online mode? poker deal. It's not a movie. No, I didn't think that happened. I thought it was all tax stuff that happened with the poker stars and such. We had a friend. Nice. We got a friend that got caught up. Oh, yeah. We got a friend that was living a high life, online mm-hmm. poker. Oh, yeah. And he, I don't know if he could see the cards that were coming. Uh, Zito just dropped Ferguson's name in my ear. I guess maybe that happened with him. Our friend that was doing this professionally, he, he had a Lexus. He had a Damn. nice apartment. He was apart- making like 200 grand while we were in college yes. a year. Living, by the way, out of nowhere. He's it, playing it, online poker? Mm-hmm. Happened out of nowhere, too. I remember like going back one weekend. No, he's not around. I go back the next weekend, like, hey, he's getting bottle service or whatever. It's like, you want to stop by? I'm like, absolutely. It's like, what the fuck happened? It's like, well, I play uh, 20 hands at a time on mm-hmm. like six TVs, basically. His fucking setup was this huge thing. Damn. And he would just fold unless he had like pocket aces, basically. And it was like, uh, boom, boom, boom. I, didn't, I knew that was potentially happening. So once I stopped playing whenever I, he told me, because I was playing a little bit online poker. Everybody was playing it at the time. Then I saw what he was doing. And oh, I was he like, he was looking for fish. I'm like, oh, I'm not, why am I even in there anymore? So I stopped doing it. I didn't know people could see what cards were coming. I knew people were just playing the best hands all the time. And he was, he would dog hours on that thing, like 15, yeah. 20 hours. Oh, yeah. He eventually dropped out of school because he couldn't go to class anymore. And then it all got froze up. Cool. All this, just like overnight, he was no longer buying bottle service. Nope. <laughs> it, was, it was all boom, 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 just Nightmare. gone overnight. It was for uh, Chris Ferguson. So he owned, I think, Poker Tilt back in the day, and he took everyone's money. 
oh. just shut the site down apparently and just took everyone's money. If I remember correctly. So I don't think did it. Are you being serious when you said somebody knew what cards were coming? I do remember that. Yeah, there was like yeah. either an algorithm or something that software. someone created. Yeah, some yeah. sort of software where you would uh, you would be able to see other people's whole cards face up. Yeah. Like while they're playing, and that's always the biggest fear whenever you're right playing yes, online yes, it is. and in real life. You have no chance of winning. <laughs> you have actually no chance. Of yeah. <laughs> Man, that's fucked up. I assume FanDuel doesn't have that going on. No, I hope not. No, no, not no that all got, that's why that's all out of here, right? It, that doesn't. Can you play anymore like that? Well, and I would assume they learned from that, right? And then that's when regulations started popping in, and it got more highly, highly, highly regulated. Because there's casinos online all, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Still, people do video shit more than like. I think the video slots make more money than anything else, right? Don't just By slot. far. So is I'll, that legal? I'll send it in the group chat sometimes, and it's like, I may be off, but it's like literally 7x on penny slots over like blackjack or anything else yeah it's a retirement home mm-hmm. he would just chill there like all right I'm wait is this like on FanDuel or is this something else no just, no. just vegas like, i think yeah like what yeah, gaming like commissions are reporting so it's legal though that you can go on the phone yeah if people well i think isn't game isn't that the similar software i don't know i don't know how it works Anything that's video digitalized, I just assume is the same. Like yeah. the online stuff, I just assume is the same as the video poker stuff, which are the video uh, like slots or any of the video stuff that you do. I, I don't know how people play it all the time because I just think of my friend Kyle Rowe sitting there fucking. In Michigan, rock. you can play casino games on your FanDuel app. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Blackjack and all that stuff, roulette, everything. Well, I know Drake. I see Drake playing fucking yeah. roulette. That's a dangerous game. Hey, what is uh? He's what is winning Steve though. Oh, I know. I see him gambling huge money on his computer. I don't know. I think he's playing poker. He's. I think he was playing poker that one day. Poker. He's played uh, roulette. I've seen roulette on his. Yep. Zito just said blackjack as well. Hey, what a fucking. Whoosh. He's Jeez. fun to watch, dude. I talked to him a couple years ago. I'm. I'm a big fan of what uh, he has been able to do business wise, man. He could. That talk. whole crew. Yes. Yes. They had. They had Caitlyn Jenner on their podcast. I actually listened to it. Yeah. They the. They've had everybody on there, right? Yeah. I think everybody's kind of going through there. Good for them, dude. Nelk Boys. And what is the podcast? Uh, Full Send. Full, Full Send. Send. Yeah. Full Send podcast. And then they were the ones that went into the metaverse and said, all right, we're going to be smarter and quicker than everybody else. Yeah. You can only uh, buy these. This is the only way to get into our area of the metaverse that's coming. What a fucking genius move. $23 million overnight. So smart. Everybody else is going to try to do it, not be able mm-hmm. to figure it out. He said, well, we had a podcast with Gary Vee, and then next day we said we got to fucking do it. <laughs> that is awesome. Gary Vee hit me up the other day, AJ. Nice. What's up? What's going on? I don't know. I think he's getting some uh, uh, V gear. I think Ooh. he's uh, doing some V gear mm-hmm. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the V friend shoes. The v- no, I don't think it's just shoes. I think it's a full. Oh, it's a full yeah. clothing yeah. line. Am I joining Team V, dude? Ooh, like, you know how the no. Jordan team has? You know how there's the Jordan team? Mm-hmm. Like, are we fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Are we? Well, I don't know. Are we fucking holding it up, dude. Those shoes were fucking sick. So, so he's selling. He has a like a clothing brand. I think so. Yeah, it's yeah. like his doodles and stuff, right? So Tom Brady just did his put out his golf line out. Just hey, like, it looks good too. He's got good stuff. I wonder at what level of life you get to. You're like, I'm gonna do a brand, 
and we're going to like really invest in it and make it very nice. Like when did he have time to make the decision to do a full line of clothing? I'd assume it got pitched to him like, you know, Jordan has Jordan. We should definitely have Brady, right? This just seems like there is a natural happen. Was it his idea? Was it somebody else's idea? Because a lot of their shit's really nice. We've gotten a couple boxes. It's high quality stuff, yeah. AJ, like super high quality, very, very nice like stuff. like Steph, right? It's like how Steph has a golf line through Under Armour. Now Brady has his own golf line through Under Armour, right? Is that what Brady is? See, I think it's just him. I yeah, don't I don't think it's from Under Armour. Is this separate? No. This yeah. is the Brady brand. I think yeah. it's its own thing. I, I don't know if it's an nice. offset of Under Armour like Jordan is of Nike. So maybe it might be that of Under Armour. But I just, I've treated it as it's its own damn brand completely. Yeah, it's his own thing because I believe Steph's is through Under Armour because there's like two or three players, including Jordan, that have their own brands but underneath the umbrella of Nike, Under Armour, and Brady's is just completely... Yeah, Brady is just Brady. Yeah, yeah. Made in America, too, I believe is what Hell he said. yeah. Yep. Made in America. We're selling this shit right here. All right? Okay. Is that Tom shirtless? He was shirtless the other day on a golf course. That is not him. No. No. These people are all very skinny. I would like to see what it looks like on somebody that's, you know, built like a goddamn barrel. Yeah, it looks good, though. It does. It's yeah, made, no. It looks super nice. That's him up top. Yeah, that's him golfing. Hey, him and Aaron going to beat Josh and Pat, you think? Trace. Man, I, how good are they? How good are, are Josh and Pat? Well, that's, I mean, I assume you know hmm. better than us, right? You I don't. see them. I golf. really don't. Don't you see Patrick golf out there at the uh, Super Celebrity Showdown thing? Yeah, he's out there and he plays. He looks good. I mean, I don't know how good that is. I don't know if that's, if he's shooting 78 or 68. I have no idea. Or 98 or 108. Mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about my golf game going into ACC. I'm going to golf a lot more, though. I got to golf a lot mm-hmm. more going in there. The, not even a fluff, huh? Nothing. Can't touch it, man. You got to put everything. That's gonna be a humbling experience. Punch! I put. Believe me, I, I, uh, I scramble around that that course. I am punching out of big, huge trees with pine straw on the ground about 19, 20 times around, probably. Oh, okay, good, <laughs> good. You got like ten weeks. You got at least got a long time. At least five oh, yeah. more rounds. That's a full that. fight yeah. camp. Exactly. <laughs> That's a full fight camp. A full USFL season. You know? Boom. So much time. There's going to be so much growth for the Maulers and for me. Big Hell up. yeah. And in the chicken salad department. That's right. All right. Big Ten big. weeks. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Come on. I'm going to get good. Need to get six rounds in, I think, is what we should shoot for. I need to get pretty flexible, too, stat. I need to start really? moving a little bit more in the back. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be beautiful on Saturday. We should get back out there. I heard 80-some degrees, actually. 28 oh, degrees Celsius. 28 degrees Celsius. Absolutely balmy out yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was starting to learn Celsius just strictly from Gumpy because he said it a couple times. I thought we're below freezing, but then it was like 70. Very nice. So I didn't. It's an interesting scale. Why did we change, you think? You get into know. the 20s, you're in a good place, my friend. What about the 30s? Just too much? I like 30, but people think that might be a bit too hot. What is that, 90? 95, 90 to 100. Yeah, that's a little too hot. That is yeah, too hot. 27, 28 is magnificent. <laughs> 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 a gums kiss a gums kiss magnifico still got that back nine you know hey we did get a mm-hmm. rain check for yeah. the lab back nine i don't know how anybody that's another thing i've thought about with this fucking acc thing i have to sit through an entire 18 holes multiple times <laughs> oh yeah you have to walk an entire yeah. 18 holes multiple times right Three, you, you play three competitive rounds. A lot of times I'll go three fucking uh, times. Thursday, Thursday's like a pro am that you play in with a group, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday are your competitive. Rounds. You remember how much golf you played in the Bahamas, though? Like you weren't expecting that, and you basically you played like when six matters, rounds in like like fifty four hours. You're right. Yeah. When there's nothing else to do, I guess. Yeah. I and also though, like I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't walk around. I mean, I don't play golf really ever anyway, but I wouldn't want to walk around here. That'd be boring. But out there, when every shot matters, when there's people there, when it's a tournament, it's a lot different. Hey, I'm going to have to play with somebody. Who am I playing with? Probably. I hope Friday. Friday, I'm hoping we go me, you, and A-Rod. That's my, I'm, I'm pushing him to, to put that together. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really well, cool. Well, AJ's going to slow you guys down big time. AJ, I'm worried about that. Slow me down. What are you talking about? I'm, I can shoot 105 in two hours. Hey, me too, by the way. <laughs> me too. Trust me, I don't have no practice swings. I'm not doing that. Hey, there's going to be a couple. Is that a way to just get kind of quit on a hole? I can just drop one, take a stroke, and then I'm already at. How's the scoring? Stableford. So just you got to avoid double bogeys. It's all, a double bo- Whenever you're at a double bogey, you could pick up, which last year I think I talked to my brother a few times when we're walking down the fairway. I was like, I definitely set the record on picking the ball up 450 yards away from the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, you drive first one, drive it out of bounds, get a lateral, try to smoke one, drive that sucker out of bounds, then try to punch one out, it hits a tree, and hits you back in the neck. And you're like, all right, we're done here. <laughs> that happened multiple times last year. It's cool, though. Then it's like, hey, on to the next. I got minus two. Let's try to stop this train right now and not do it again. And then usually the next three or four holes are double bogeys for me. And then it's then I'm at minus ten, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. This is a hole I can't climb out of. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? I'm always, I'm always grinding. And there's always hope. Even if I'm, uh, I'm man, at minus man, ten, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I can still rally and win the tournament. For okay. real. So par is zero or worth one? One, one point for a par. Uh, bogey zero. Yep. Okay. So that's why those those like bogey putts that are like four feet. Those are the biggest putts of your life. That's all. If I make those, that's when you'll see me fist pumping a bogey because you're like yes, no blood, no no minus two. And what does a winner normally have at the end of three rounds? Low seventies. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, that's, that's three. cumulative. Yeah, it has yeah. to be. Yeah, but you Pretty didn't have days. many bogey butts on Saturday. I had a lot of par putts. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's a lot different when it all really matters. Yeah, I think it'll be good. It's, no, it's it does. It motivates. It makes me not play golf any other time because I'm like, yeah, it's, golf is boring when <laughs> every shot doesn't matter. I got to get more flexible in the back. My back hurt for three days. You know, Ty blew out his shoulder. Yeah, mm-hmm. still I, hurts. I, I hurt my back. I mean, there's yeah. – Dolph is not as, you know, friendly to the body as everybody Last talks about. Last year, uh, Vinny Del Negro obviously finished in first, I think, overall. he Round one, he had 23. Round six, round two, he had 26. Round three, he had 20. Well, excuse me? So how do we get points here? Birdie so is many, two? Yeah, got to be. Birdie is two points, I believe, yeah. 26. How many eagles did he have? Is it birdie Jesus. two or is it three? I don't. You tell me, dude. I never thought played. it was three, but maybe it is two. It might be three. Twenty six points in one round. Sheesh. Yeah, these are just pars, paring everything. Never doubles for them. They uh, never three putt. I three putt all day. Looks like pars two. No, pars one. I know that. Had a baby AJ. Had a baby AJ. Yeah, because because believe me, when you all of a sudden you look up and through the first hole four. First four holes, you're minus eight. I'm like, okay, I played as bad as you can. Let's just climb out of this hole. Let's just put a let's put a par together. You get a par, and you're like, bam! Oh man, what minus a hole! Seven. I put everything together. Minus seven. Okay, cool. This doesn't feel like it's, you know, this doesn't feel impossible, right? <laughs> when when do you get out of negatives normally, or do you end negative? I don't. I end negative usually. <laughs> I usually have at least one day where everything completely falls apart, and it's just hanging on for dear life. Oh, so you keep the score all the way through. Yeah, what do you oh, mean? Like after day one, mind. you'd be like, like after day one, okay, I'm minus four today. Okay, let's go have a good day tomorrow. Oh, dang, I threw a minus 10 up there. Let's let's have a good day on Sunday. Oh, minus 20. Cool. Don't you guys try to get me boozed up, okay? I'm yeah, I'm not, not, I, don't, I won't peer pressure anybody. I know that you are 
I know you are stone sober. You're a teetotaler, as they say. That's right, especially mm-hmm. when I'm golfing. I need nothing. I'm gonna have to keep some. I'm gonna have to keep some hydration methods around. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to wear that patch of sandwich. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, smart. I'm gonna have to wear that because I'm liable to go out there one day. You get hammered too in that thin in that altitude. You get drunker faster. I'm not drinking anything out there. I'm having smart. no fun. I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. I'm golfing, going to bed. Me and Tony Romo are going to be on that driving range. <laughs> don't be making well, those big cheesecake factory orders either, AJ. Yeah, AJ, don't be trying to get me all, you know, my stomach all greased up with that terrible food while you order just a bland-ass chicken. Corn, and- I'll get your corn dogs for you. Thank you, sir. I did love that, AJ. That was very nice. Yeah, was the sliders, movie. too. It oh, feels like man. only after the first day. Like, if you're in the hunt after the first day, then I think that's just Hell a win yeah. for the entire week. Romo's weekend. got straight 20s across the board. Yeah. That's even more impressive when you consider You'll definitely put up 20-plus on day one. AJ, I'm not even close to that right now, okay? I got 31 years to get your 20 million, pal, and put up a 20 on a day one. Oh, I'm not worried about that. No, that's not a thing. I'm just, this. yeah, I think it's, believe me, I, it's going to be awesome. I, I really hope we get to play together. It'll be I, fun. So Thursday, you're with some random group? It's like the Pro-Am scramble thing, yeah. It's, oh, it's actually, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually fun. Phil, you get a chance so. to play the course. Yeah, you and Phil. Huh? Nicholson? No, 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 he's playing with. Some slappy who's a sponsor. Yeah, you know. I'm playing with a business person. Oh, Maybe a sponsor. With a pro. Hold on, lefties all fun, going. How much is the sponsorship? Can I can I sponsor something so that I can just play golf with my group? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you can you can reach out and try. I've been yeah, I've been lucky. I play with the Corbell Brown Foreman people every year, pretty much. Oh, so this is a big networking gathering oh, thing. They're all fun, though. Believe me, they're out there to have fun. Like, well, it's it's not like the normal stuffy corporate thing. Am I all alone? Are you all alone with that group? I mean, you and your caddy in that group, yeah. I thought you said you weren't getting into a Thursday night, though. Oh, yeah. No, I think I'm going to have to be there. Yeah, if you don't, yeah, believe me. You could tell them you don't want to play in that, and I'm sure you don't have to. No, no, I'd like to be nice to the people for extending the invitation. I know a lot of people would like to play in this that don't get invited, so I would do it all. But I will tell you, that's one of the biggest fears of my life, is that what's happening on Thursday right there, being trapped with people I don't know for five hours. Yeah. Who, who's going to caddy for you? I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out either. It's an interesting thing. I thought the other day that it has to be Connor while he was golfing, you know, just because the energy that he will bring, no matter how bad I shoot, he will, he always feels as if the next shot is a going in the hole. You know what I mean? So Connor's energy on that course on Saturday, I was like, got to have Connor on there. Then I was thinking to myself, would be hysterical for a drunk ass tie to be fucking out here. Caddy. I mean, there is just so many different angles to go. You know what I mean? There's so many. You could different- rotate. There's three rounds too. You can change it up. Mm. Is that real? Is that something you can do? Yeah, I know. I know caddies that have passed out mid round and had to tag somebody in because <laughs> they were too hungover. Oh, we, so we might have we might have a starter bull, bull, bull and we might yeah. go into the bullpen depending upon what happens. Yes. Yeah, that's what we'll do. And we can record this all, I assume, right? Are we allowed to, or no? We have to deal with that. With oh yeah, I play with guys that have had people there recording the whole round. Oh. Oh, we can make Here a full we go. thing out okay. of this. Here we go. Okay. All right. Yeah. This just got awesome. Yeah. All right, dude. Look at us. <laughs> starting in blunder. All right. So we got to figure out who the aces are, who's starting this whole thing off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who's going to come in relief? Who's going to close this thing out? Mm-hmm. And then we got to make sure who's going to be available day two after night one. Obviously gets a hold of some people, I'd assume. Yeah. Yeah. Early tea times. Excuse me? Depending on how you play, you could have some early tea times. The worse, the earlier, right? Yeah. It's probably later on. What's <laughs> California, though, you're going to be on Eastern time still. Yeah, I mm-hmm. won't even be able to get dressed to that. Actually, I think it's right after Money in the Bank. So you'll be on that Money, time. Money in the Bank is in the third? Vegas. I believe in Vegas. So you're good. So it's like right. Already out there. In that area. 
Yeah. No, the early tea time will mean something then at that point. How early is the earliest tea time? 6 a.m., 7 a.m.? Nah, like, yeah, maybe 7.30. It's not crazy. Oh, fuck. We can do that. It's 10.30. Are you kidding me? What do you mean? No big deal at all. Go to bed by 3.30. It'll be good. All right, we're getting out of here. 3.30 will be the time to start of hammer down. Uh, I can't wait for tomorrow night. That's Hockey Talk. Hell yeah. I got accosted on the internet by a Hockey Talk fan saying I don't talk enough about Hockey Talk. I'd like to let everybody know that's on me. With that being said, I also thought it was on tonight. So (laughs) I need to pay attention more to things. Yeah, I didn't think that was the case. I told the guys, like, "Ah, Pat talks about it a lot. Yeah, well, I appreciate you saying that. But I did appreciate that person going to bat for That's Hockey Talk, too, because as an avid watcher of That's Hockey Talk Mm -hmm. and a comment section user, I do like the thought of that show growing. The, the, the bad thing about it is hockey's over. Yeah, so, unfortunately. Yeah. That's kind of the problem. Hockey's completely over. Feels very much alive right now. Nope, well, nope, no, it's I pretty know. dead. Pretty dead. Yeah, you're starting goalie, you know. Breaks his fucking foot. What happened to his really? foot? Dropped a cinder block on it. Was he working? Yeah, was he paving a road? Was he building a house? That makes sense. How did he break his escape? foot? I think it was one of those scumbag islanders crashing the crease. These uh, sons of uh, bitches. I mean, we've been saying it all year. They need to get a, a backup who is a veteran ready to go, and they didn't listen. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Their goalie now stinks. This guy. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. you know. This guy is so bad. Yeah, our guy game. stunk all season, so I, I know how you feel. Well, listen, mm-hmm. we, that's not a... That's not a slight on them as humans. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sure, this guy's a good guy, but fucking the guy doesn't know how to play goalie in the sport of hockey. Yeah. What His the job. purpose, the goal is, the points are. How it works, it just feels like he forgets that when he's doing his job. Did he give up 11 goals before? No, still hasn't done that. No, but he'll get... How about get... 10 goals? No. no. How about 9 goals? No, it's <laughs> the Penguins. All right. Not the Red Wings. But follow-up, he has given up some goals that you would think, this guy has had to have given up 20, 30 goals in a game. Put his backup oh, yeah. in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? We Back. need a Zamboni driver from Canada. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's Good that guy's old. name? Matt something. Matt Crawford. Who is Price? Penguin's backup? He's pretty good. Johnson. Louis Domingue. Yeah, Domingue. Oh, Louis? Big Put it in Louis. I mean. Louis Domingue? Uh, it doesn't sound like. No, nah, Latin American. Yeah. Louis Domingue. Happy about Louis, Louis Domingue. Domingue. Let's get Louis Domingue in the goddamn party. <laughs> Put <laughs> Louis in. seeing some ice soon. Huh? He's probably going to see some ice time soon. Let's see if this guy, <laughs> if this guy's got it or not. Sounds like he's got it. Louis Domingue, if I know Louis, where is he from? Is he from the Baby Pens? How do we sign him? Uh, he was signed as a free agent in the offseason. I'm pretty sure he's been in the league. He's 30 years old. He's been in the league for a while. Oh, this guy's a vet. He's vet. a proven vet. You don't know your fucking ass from a hole in the ground, Gump. We got a proven vet, Louis Domingue. We just haven't known because now is Louis Domingue time. That's great news. Hockey Talk's all the way back. It's tomorrow night. Let's go. 8 p.m. Eastern, YouTube.com forward slash That's Hockey Talk. Hammer Down will be in 15, 20 minutes uh-huh. at YouTube.com forward slash Hammer Down. Giving out winners tonight? We oh, yeah. Out? Absolutely. In what, NBA, NHL? NBA, right? NHL, MLB. Gumpy was undefeated. MLB last night. Hey, let's yeah, go. Yeah, Gumpy. Gumpy. Magnifico. What is it, first five still? Oh, yeah. Plot for her at uh, first bucket last night, too, plus 850, Freddie Van Fleet. Drained a three right away, didn't he? Yeah, it was sick. Dude, they have first method method with each player. So, like, if you think Kevin Durant's going to score the first points, you can bet all the different ways that he would score. Because they have Kevin Durant layup 
first points of the game method. Kevin Durant three-point, Kevin Durant other, Kevin Durant layup, that whole thing. You can put 100 on that if you think he's going to score or 25 on that or whatever. And with how big the odds are on the other Ooh. side of it, you can you can win. Now, granted, if he's not the first person to score, it's kind of fucked because it's very low odds because there's a lot of other people on the fucking court, <laughs> you know, especially whenever, yeah. you know, there's a lot of things going on with the point guard and the crowd and mm -hmm. everything like that. It can be a rompous atmosphere, but they have a lot of, they have so many bets on there oh, at this yeah, point. Unbelievable. I don't know how they are able to odds it all. Especially because you can parlay that shit. Yeah. It's like you can. I saw Foxy do one. It was like one dollar to win oh, yeah. fifty grand. Have to five to win two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where's the lobbyists? I need to get some lobbyists so this can come to Ohio. Well, you guys already did right at one point, didn't Ohio? I believe so. I think that's why it's yeah. taking a little longer because the last guy to lobby for it uh, got ran out of got ran out of town. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember. Shit. Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. Love you, Gonzo. Good luck, Gonzo. Good luck, Gonzo. Hey, Gonzo. We don't know what you did, but somehow you turned everybody <laughs> Politics stuff. Yeah. Dangerous game. They yell at each other this way, but they will turn their heads at some mm -hmm. points and yell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they'll come back to each other. Worth it, though. Gonzo's going to be a billionaire sometime. Smoked that double in the congressional game. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking last week in office. Yeah. Slaughtered. I think he even had a bat twirl at one point. Mm -hmm. Fucking. He's a freak athlete. Great athlete. I think they reconsidered bringing him back after that game, too. We need you, we need you to run again. Oh, shit. See fucking Gonzo's power to the gaps? So do they just year. get along, like, in the dugout there? At that point, he was getting crucified by everybody in that dugout, I think, right? Yeah, I'd imagine so. I'd have to see the lineup card, too. He probably should have been batting leadoff or something. They probably right. had him in the nine hole. Yeah, they definitely did. He was yeah. kind of an afterthought now. Thing. And mm -hmm. if you heard the way he was announced, it was a lot less... You know, energy than yeah. everybody else. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it was both both fans boot. Yeah. yeah. So that was the thing. But, like, in the dugout, is he getting along with all those people? Like, are they, when they come off air, are the politicians getting yeah. along or not, you think? I bet they are. I bet they're very cordial, like, behind the scenes. No he, question. They have to be. He said some terrible things about me. Oh, that's all right. Good double. <laughs> I assume they treat him like a starring pitcher. Like they're just not even talking to him. Gonzo's oh. in his own world over Did AOC? There. I heard AOC hit a Grand Slam. Really? She is a Grand Slam Lefty. champion? At Nationals Park? Holy Wherever shit. that game was that Gonzo was in. Wow. I didn't hear that. Because the only thing I saw was Gonzo with the inside the park thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't know the Grand Slams were happening because it appeared as if the average age of that was, wow, 75. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were fucking getting after it. There was a couple people smoking from first base to second base. Yeah. And then that ball, you know. It was like the floater from mm -hmm. Rookie of the Year. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a good time. There's some good, good level skill out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People play adult sports like that still, right? Around places. Mm -hmm. I see videos on Instagram of people playing like adult soccer leagues. Mm -hmm. Like pick up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I see that at this indoor facility where uh, my kids have different practices. Like 8 o'clock at night, I see a bunch of adults playing. Some of them play pickup lacrosse leagues oh, and yeah. soccer, like full competitive soccer leagues. No, the, yeah, they have like teams and shit. Like, yeah. it, that seems awesome. I'm like, how jerseys do I... and let them wear jerseys and jeans. Maybe that's what I get in shape for. Some adult pickup. soccer league. Yeah, yeah. Just jo we joined one of the leagues at the. Oh, uh, is the incredible like, still? No, Let's go to the rec center. Oh, it's a lumber yard now. Yeah, is it really? <laughs> They've turned that into a lumber yard. Yeah, the parking lot just has wood just stacked up in it. Oh Jesus. man, Incrediplex was a beautiful place. Yeah, it was. <laughs> There's got to be a league somewhere. I'd love to strap him on for a match. Oh, <laughs> me yeah. and Goomp, dude. Yeah, is Goomp, Goomp, you play goalie? You shitting me, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Middle of the park, running like a goddamn stallion. Uh, I believe it. 
That'd be great. I think yeah. there's like a, I think there's like a uh, neighborhood soccer team league here in Indiana. That'd be sweet. I've been asked to support a couple of the different teams, and I tried to look into the league. And I think they have like I don't know what are they running? Are people running fucking eleven on eleven? No, no way. way! No way! What are people running? Gummy I mean, no, I'd like to man. play if you, if you get in a league. I'd like to come join every once in a while. Would you really? Yeah, it's very painful. I told, but like when I played that fathers versus daughters game a couple years ago, it got me back into it. it made me want to play. Okay, okay. So look, we got AJ yeah, Rum in the field. On. I'll play a little bit. This is gonna have to be a bit. Get our cardio up to where yours is. I think I'm playing both. AJ like I don't, Anderson. I don't know the positions, but I'm going. I'm scoring goals and I'm playing defense. Oh, the midfielder, this guy. Wow. wow. Okay. There go. go, dude. Maybe we set up like a little uh, five on five turf field at the uh, okay Thunderdome. The, the Thunderdome does not have a single piece of flat land, oh. so we would have to get that thing. <laughs> we'd have to get that thing rolled pretty good Sorry, if we want to have any level of skill on the uh, pitch there, but we should try to find those people. It looks like so much fun. I see Darius Butler running full five-on-five, five, like yeah. highly competitive. I'm like, where the fuck are those games at? Because I go here, and it's it's like, you know, there's, there's like pickup road. It feels like there's teams and a whole looks awesome. Uniforms. Yeah, it looks awesome. Bold we just got to put a team together and show up and say we got next. Yeah, but then that's the thing. There's no way we'll show up every week. No, no, no. There's no, no chance of us showing. No. Zero. Zero. Fucking chance of us showing up. What's no that, way. three weeks in? We're probably all done. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. say once oh, yeah. a month. Once a month we could commit to. This is like USFL yeah. viewers. Yeah. yeah. Even then, yep. First half of that first game, we're going to be pumped about it. It's yep. exciting. <laughs> Second half going to get a little bit long. Probably going to be struggling off the field. Next week, some people are going to miss just because certain things are going to magically pop up. Yeah. And then by week three, we're going to be regretting our decision. Mm -hmm. All right. Maybe next year. Maybe we try something next year. All right. We'll focus on golf right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, focus yeah. on golf. <laughs> After the World Cup. <laughs> Focusing <laughs> on Tahoe. Yeah. Focusing on Tahoe. It's golf season. We don't have time to get into golf. No. Or into soccer. <laughs> no. 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 I don't have time. Jeez Louise. <laughs> All right. That was a sign. Yep, golf season. Golf yeah. season. Grab the club. Coming for it. Yeah, dude. All right, we're out of here. Hammered down in about 15 minutes. You're the best. Uh, have an incredible day. Thank you to all the callers. Thank you very much to Tyson Fury for stopping mm -hmm. by. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Channing Crowd. He was awesome. Incredible. So As was Tyson. I guess Tyson enjoyed his time, allegedly what his people said to us afterwards, which is good. I mean, he sure seemed like he did. Yeah. He wants to beat your ass, but... Yeah. <laughs> That Canelo question was sure. Uh, yeah, no, never. Canelo's Canelo. a stud golfer. He's oh, yeah. He just picked it up, right, like three years ago or something? I think so, he so plays Tahoe, Tahoe, Tahoe doesn't he? He's Did you see, Ty, sorry, I know you were talking. I, it's, for some reason, it's being more, it's like stepping on everyone else more lately, it has. No, I just said he plays in, at Tahoe, doesn't he? Yeah, he didn't last year because I, something with a, a fight, I think, but he, he's been there a couple years, and then I, the first year he was there, he played pretty well. He's like, oh, I just started like six months ago, and he has a coach. And I saw a like a behind the scenes thing that he did where during his training camps he plays every single day. Oh, see, that's what I got to do. Like, we got to yeah. sneak in and get one before the show. Almost. Yeah, we got to start doing pre-show meetings on the on the course. course. Yeah, there you go. Nine a.m. tea time. Yeah, be in here before eleven. Yeah, because we'll just run through nine holes real quick. Yeah, do a quick yep. nine. Get some good green time. Mm-hmm. Put out some putts. Yeah, just mm -hmm. get just get swings in. Just getting getting hats. Yeah. Yep. Just visualizing the shot, like Scratch Golf Tips told me on Instagram. Yeah. Visualize every single shot beforehand, then get down in there and just make it happen. Yeah. That's, that's right. Scratch Golf Tips, dude. It's the new golf fix. You ain't fucking know that shit, AJ. You know, uh, mm -hmm. on hole six, you know, if hole six is a really good hole, fuck seven, eight, nine. We'll just get out of there then. End it on a high note. Bingo. Keep 
the energy and mojo high. Smart. I never understood how other kickers or punters could end a workout on a bad ball. Exactly. And they're like, well, it teaches you mental toughness. It's like, well, I'm going to go no about happy way. tonight. I'm going to hit a bomb. Yeah. All right? Yeah. And then I'm going to walk off on that one. This is the last one, one, no matter what, some people say. I'm like, well, there's a little bit of a matter what. Always, <laughs> always leave on a make. Yeah, always. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it keeps you coming back. But there's some people that like that toughness, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe they just can't make good balls. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh, too. Uh, golf. There was a couple good shots that kept us around. Ty almost holed out from 140 okay. or something. Yeah. That's a pretty, nice, shot. pretty yeah. nice ball. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even see it, by the way. Ty couldn't even see it. Is there a ball up there? You're fucking two feet. Oh, yeah. That's me. Jesus. What How about sp- Bruce? Has Bruce gotten better? He shot 61 nine holes. Not bad. <laughs> Okay. All right, we're out of here. Hammer Don is in 15 minutes. Not bad. You all are the best humans on earth. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, we're back tomorrow. Big guest tomorrow. Huge. Hey, legit. Oh, right? yeah. Big Wednesday. Yeah. We have somebody booked tomorrow? Yes. Dude Perfect? Yeah. No, not Dude Perfect yet. And by the way, okay. you showed up in my Instagram stories when I did a question thing and said that me and Dude Perfect mm-hmm. should collab totally. We already did. Already did. Fool. I meant more. Well, you didn't say that Dude. in the thing. Next one. All right, I'll do it today. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. 21 hours. Bye. (laughs)